Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Okay, that is a little blast out of the ether from the path of the mango frog.
I don't know. I know y'all don't understand what it means, but it's just something that happened over uh, about a weekend ago. It's like a dream walk, and uh, found the dreams of someone. Uh, she's set on her path. But uh, anyway, I'm welcoming you all to a new talk show here. I'm not sure exactly what we're going to talk about yet. Uh, I just thought I'd start it off with that little dream there, because that's what we're all walking in. We're all walking in a dream with the discarded... Actually, we're walking in the discarded dreams of what should have been. Everything has been just thrown away, what doesn't need to be needed. Um, during my little dream, I saw it as the, as the waves come across the beach and the sands come across it, and they crystallize into form and being they're intercepted and sucked of their life. And what you see before you is what we have now, and this is what we have to change. So what, we, what I do is I send people out. I, you know, I, I send out little lights out in the world. Uh, and I send out two of them recently, and hopefully they will uh, bring me a wonderful world to walk in with so I can not walk in this crap. Because it's all got to burn somehow, right? So let's, let's just let's start bullshitting. So what, what do we got going on here, guys? We got a couple people on who want to speak, I guess. Speak away. Can you hear me, Boris? Yes, I can. And who is All this? All right. This is Bob from Massachusetts. Boris, I met you, well, I spoke with you years ago when okay. when uh, Batman was on, like, he had less than 10 sock talk shoes. He had 10 less than what? When Batman had less than 10 episodes of talk shoe. Oh, Okay. So you're around, for right. seven, you're around for seven, eight, and nine when it all got really interesting. Yes, and, and I remember when, you know, we had a conversation one time. We had a three-way, maybe once or twice. Okay. I was going, and I was going through some stuff with uh, the credit cards, oh. and that's when I I had first met uh, Batman, or somebody turned me on to Batman. But uh, yeah, I did. Batman's a hell of a character, isn't he? Oh man. He's, he's, he's very intriguing. Yes, uh, But anyways, we went through, um, you know, so he, I went through the court systems and, and fighting the, uh, you know, at the time I was really green behind the ears. I didn't know anything. So uh, all I knew was the four corners and I went into court and I used them. And amazingly, uh, it, it seemed to work. I mean, I didn't know what I was doing. All yeah, right. feeling. It's it's unbelievable. Um, now, from then to now, it, it's incredible what we've learned. And I, I, you know, you are amazing, Boris. I tell you, I don't know how you can retain all this stuff because I've been listening to all your, you know, videos and audios. I listen to them daily as I'm driving when I'm going to work, and you know, just try to retain a lot of the stuff. But um, I got some stuff going on that I'd like to talk about. If if uh, if that's fine, I mean I get something. I mean, this is this is open floor. I do this not for me. I, I I would sit here and just I would have nothing to say because I don't know what anybody wants to say. All right, well I, 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 and everything everything is just going to be the same bullshit all over again. So we'll just talk about it. So let's see what what do we got going on. Okay, here's what I got going on. Um, like I said, I know. You've been uh, you've been very helpful to me and a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. However, um, you know, like I said, I try to 
follow you and and you'll listen you know listen to the audios and the videos and stuff like that. And I've been incorporating a lot of the uh, Roger Elvick stuff as well. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean that's that's very important. I mean since you put that stuff on, I mean my mind has just gone from one, you know, thinking to another. He is inc- he's incredible too. Oh, Elvis is an incredible man. He's incredibly well knowledge and sourced. And I some of the stock with him once. Some of the stuff he comes up with. I mean, this is all right. So l- let me just jump into what I've been doing lately, okay? And uh, right, and I, I I know that this is going to be beneficial to a lot of people because I mean people go through uh, mortgage issues and they go through IRS or state. Uh, revenue issues. Okay, but this is what I've been going through uh, for probably um, the last three years on my mortgage. But recently, this is what I've been doing, Boris, and I just need a little uh, 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 pointing of the directions where I need to go. Okay, um, I've been on my my mortgage statements. I've been taking uh, all the statements on the bottom of the coupon, what I do is I write on it, except for honor, on behalf of the United States. Mm-hmm. On the back side, what I do is I, I write down page for the order of the United States Treasury. I put a $1 stamp down. I um, sign my name through it and without recourse. Okay. okay? I've been doing this since uh, April. Okay? And what, what's, what's been happening is, is at first, um, the mortgage servicer was Green Tree servicing, okay? okay? And then I've been sending it to them, and what I what I do do is I send it registered mail to the Treasury. Right. And what the first time I did it in, in April, um, of course, you know, everything gets ignored, okay? Right. Um, then what happens is I get another statement. So I, I do the same thing over, Okay. I'll mm-hmm. just I'll do the same thing what I just explained. I, you know I'll put the acceptance of value and then on the backside, but it's all being registered. So what was interesting was um, this went on for about four months, okay. And, and what I'm getting at, Boris, is I don't I don't have that knockout punch, and I need you know I need to know what I need to do because it's 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 been prolonged. So, um, anyways, so. After after four or five months, all of a sudden, um, th- there's another company called Ditech, which is they have the same address. So they're telling me that uh, I it, it was like the escrow or something like that, and they're telling me okay. that I owe money. Okay, so I do the same thing. I just accept it and send it to them. Okay, and then send it off to the treasury. Now, are you giving oh. a letter of instruction to the treasury too with this? Well. Th- I'll I'll tell you what I wrote for instructions to the treasury. Okay. I mean, back, yeah, me, what what do you okay. what do you tell the treasury to do with it? Okay, so basically, you know, from listening to all the audios and videos, back in November, what I did is is I um when I when I wrote it to Mr. Lou, I I put on the top of it and I and I hand write everything. Right. I put a trust order, and what and what I wrote. Is I wrote, I have accepted this dishonor on behalf of the United States and wish to transfer interest to the estate and achieve indemnification for everyone involved. I wish to give all equity over to the United States to convert for credit into the Social Security account 
in exchange for advancements and other considerations to account for and extinguish any obligation associated with the property to maintain it. Robert Francis Shelmo, Palmer Estate, wishes to transfer the expectancies of all those interests to the United States to its trustee, the Treasury of the Social Security level. I want to exchange these interests, the expectancy, for credit to the Social Security account to account for, extinguish, and obliterate any debt, duty, or obligation in the account established for the name. I'm using it with quite quiet enjoyment of the person and property. I want to assign the reversionary interest back to the United States as a gift in exchange for the hospitality and safe harbor under 31 U.S.C. 3113. And then at the bottom of it, I put, in, you know, in quotes, I put dot, 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 and for the support of this declaration with firm reliance on the protection of the divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. And then on the bottom of it, what I write down is I, I put general executive for the, for the beneficiary. Okay. I put Bob. Okay, I'm going to stop you right there. Yep. Um, who do you believe the beneficiary is? The United States. Okay. Um, then why aren't you just instructing the Treasury to close the escrow on this account and release the funds to the party who's making the claim upon their proof of claim so you can grant so you can get the property and that any any all that property will be set up to where the use of fructory interest will be surrendered pursuant to the contract, which is the birth certificate. Okay. Um, you're, 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 you're saying you want to do stuff and you wish to do stuff, but you're uh -huh. not really giving them orders and you haven't appointed the fiduciary. Okay. Um, the big problem we're having with, with all these claims is you're not appointing a fiduciary. So you're holding on to the power of appointment. Um, you can actually probably take a $10 money order and a $2 bill. I like that one. Give it over to them and tell them, here's, here's the $10 for good and valuable consideration for the warranty deed and the $2 for your administrative costs to cover your duties in, in settling this matter. Mm -hmm. you know, I go that route too, but, but what you're doing is you're just saying, you're saying a bunch of stuff. Exactly. You want to do this and you want to do that. It's like saying, I want to go eat. Did you eat? <laughs> no, I, I agree. And I, I know I'm spinning my, uh, spinning my wheels and I'm getting nowhere, but this is what's, ha this is what's been happening. It, it, which, what's interesting is like all of a sudden, Green Tree was the servicer, and then Ditech took, took over. I mean, okay, it's it's funny, but they still they still right, and, have and, the and the point. And the point being is, the the promissory note and mortgage they're 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 foreclosing on are both just bearer papers right now because at the original closing table nobody signed anything over to them. Oh, nobody assigned the note. Nobody assigned the mortgage. Therefore, both of them are basically yeah. Right. Um, it, right now, you're stuck in that use of fractory mode. And you exactly. Get rid of that. You got to get rid of the mortgage in that one. So exactly. What you could possibly do is also, when you're signing it over to them, just give them a sheet of paper that has your signature on it, a blank sheet of paper, and tell them this is. I thought about that. Yeah. Note, one with blue and one with black. Yeah. Put a yeah. mortgage, and then mm -hmm. take all that and send yeah. a certified mail copy off of that to the mortgage servicer. Okay. And now what you have is you have a registered deposit with the treasury through the U.S. mail and a certified draw off of it to these guys, and they can present their claim to the Treasury upon proof of claim. Okay. Now, when they go into foreclose, you can come in and go, all right, well, do you have your proof of claim? Then you right. were ordered to go to the Treasury deal. Why are you in this court? Right. 
Well, well, in Massachusetts, that's what they're doing. They're going after going after the the escrow account that's never been closed. Right. All but, these but, claims are escrow accounts. All these claims so, are part of a pooling and servicing agreement. So, so this is what's been happening lately, right? Okay. So, ever since uh, Ditech took over, uh, huh. they've been send. Uh, I've been sending it back, okay, consistently as you know, return to send it, blah blah blah. I mean, uh, except for on. I'm sorry. Right. And then what happened was, is one time back in November, uh, Ditech sent me a letter, and it says that Ditech's in the process of reviewing your request about for the uh, uh, the reference account above. Uh, our research has not concluded. The purposes of the letter is to let you know that there's an ongoing investigation and effort to provide you with a resolution. Okay, and then they're telling me that they're gonna they're gonna respond. You know, I can expect to receive a written response within 30 days from the business date. Okay. Okay. Well, that's all. That's all well and fine. Okay. Well, what's interesting is um, then they sent me in between that they sent me a letter saying we're not. Oh, um, hold on. Let me let me see if I can find it. What they're in between it, they're telling me that they cannot honor. Okay. Oh, let me let me read it right here. Uh, back in November, they sent me a note. In between all this stuff that they're saying, okay, we're we're going to uh, look into this and we'll give you a written you know written uh, uh, review. Which they never do, but this is what on on one of the letters it says. Please note that we are unable to accept your payment as it is not sufficient to pay the loan in full. Further, please be advised we expect you to fully comply with the terms of the signed agreement. We do not agree to any attempt by you or anyone acting on your behalf to unilaterally alter the terms of the agreement. Any attempt made by you or anyone acting on your behalf to interfere with or attempt to void the obligation or security interest through unauthorized means are fraudulent, and we will respond accordingly. We okay. have closed. All right, all right, all right, all right. Stop, stop right there. Mm-hmm. As a bank, they're bound to accept this. I know that. I don't know how. To, and if they want to bring it in, if, and if they want to go into court with it, then you you just have to bring in that you did what you did because you have no public way to settle this unless they wish to use their position as, uh, to create private claims. Right. This is why you, this is why you come in at, at, at through the POW status and all the other good wonderful shit that we discussed mm-hmm. is because you're an injured because you have no way to remedy this. Fine, I'll be more than happy to pay it. Show me the public means necessary to pay it because how can you pay a debt with a public debt obligation? Exactly. So let, let me explain one other thing too. As as I after I did all this stuff, now Ditech, what they were doing is they were sending me letters, right? Mm-hmm. And I knew I knew what they were. They they were they were uh, you know um, the because I, I've got them before. So what I do is I get a little raisin knife. I cut the side of it so I can you know pull it out. And then slide it back in and glue it like it never, like it was never opened. But what I was doing from Roger Elvick stuff was, I learned to return to sender. Okay, yeah. so I I sent and before I sent them out, what I would do is right. I would write on a return to sender and I would make copies of it. So I have okay. all uh, that. Another stuff. another problem you're having is they think you're occupying the office of person. They think you're the one who settles those bills. We I understand that they want to get paid. I understand you have a contract. The only problem is you're coming to the wrong party to service the contract because the state registered an interest. I don't mm-hmm. have the interest you seek. Now, if you wish to trespass against this trust in service of this contract, you're more than welcome to. And mm-hmm. my counterclaim will be under 15 U.S.C. Counterclaims under 15 U.S.C. 1 for the trespass against this trust. Mm-hmm. 
because that's what the state purchased when it did the birth certificate. It purchased the use of fuckery interest with respect to your use of that name. This is the contract right. they got into. And the mm-hmm. fact they don't know the terms of the contract is irrelevant. Right. Because you know you never intended to take on personal liabilities because you're operating under that person that name which holds a contract underneath it, wherein the United States gets the use of fructory interest and the administration of it. So mm-hmm. accept their oaths of office as public officials administrating the public trust and tell them as use of fructory, go to the treasury like instructed, unless mm-hmm. you wish to engage in these acts of of, of veritry. Right. Because they're trying to incite an argument with you. You're operating under the terms of the trust regarding the name you're operating. They're operating under the terms of the mortgage. That's fine. Right. That's fine. They can operate under the terms of the mortgage all they want. The truth is the, the, title, the title insurance is the one that should be dealing with this because they're making a claim to the title. And you took it free and clear. Exactly. So go. I mean, you can always go down to your local thing, your local county, and put in the ten dollar and two dollar, and tell them, and then send that up to the treasury as well, and tell them to go ahead and, li- and liquidate this asset to go ahead and settle that account. Because truth be told, your the two dollar bill is worth more than their fifty thousand or a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand dollars and more in debt. Now, when you say go down to the count the county and give them the two dollars and the ten dollar postal money order. Who, who do I go to, Boris? Probably the the land recorder, the one who records the deed. Okay, so because you, it, you remember that the, the the payment is for the ten dollars and ten dollars in good and valuable considerations. So okay. here's the ten dollars to cover the warranty deed, and the two dollars for the good and valuable considerations. Now where's their claim? Okay, because that's basically your bond. Okay. The the other thing I've been thinking about as well is like in. And recently what I've been doing is as I'm sending it back to the – because what happened was is um, I, I, was ret- I was putting return to sender. But then after I listened to a couple more Roger Elvics, he said, make sure you go in and see the, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, the postmaster general inside you know, the, the, the local uh, post office. So the other day, this is what happened. Um, Ditex finally, finally sent me a letter, right? Um, the, the, the mailman knocked on my door. And he, you know, he said, I, I, "You got to sign for this," and I, I knew what it was. So I signed as a general executor. I, you know, after I did it, I wish all I, right, I, I just put. That's all good. That's all good, all, but I'm gonna. Um, you're, you're, what you really need to do is you need to tell them to fill out the proof of claim on our 44. And this is somebody told me of this. This is the way he does. It. He, um, on upon authentication and inspection of, of the account number, you're making a claim to owe for you this amount. So you're gonna tell them you're a debt collector. So any information you get collect. So you're accepted upon proof of claim and you're in the DBA and show and show the bond and the DBA that shows their license registered in the state. Because we have yet to find one bank that's been registered in any in, in the in the state here. Right, but not only they don't register in the state. So, but not only that, as far as far as Roger goes, I mean he's I think he's spot on about, you know, make sure that if they have an assessment, because if they don't have an assessment, that's correct. a felony. Correct. They have to have an assessment. Right now, they're just operating all, someone said you owe this and that. Well, that's fine. That's just hearsay. You can say you lost a note, but I've got a receipt showing I'm indemnified by the United States for any claim against me for any public claim. So if you're going to come into the court and make a private claim, you're actually committing tax fraud because it's only supposed to be used for emergency purposes. Exactly. Exactly. So... There's all kinds of ways you can approach this, but I, th- I think the best, the one I like is the one the guy just sent me is 
You know, fill out a 4490 with a copy of the bond to the IRS that shows you have the right to administrate this account. And what's, what's, the, so, what's the 4490? Uh, 4490 is a proof of claim form. Where do you get that? IRS. Okay. Oh, it's an IRS form. Okay. Right. Okay. And then okay. also, you know, they can show their bond and their registration, showing their license to do business in the state. Okay. Because now it's not. It's a it's a matter of UPU because they're contacting you through the mails. Okay. Yeah. Well, so that's, so if they don't, if they can't produce it, then your counterclaim is what they're doing false claims, mm-hmm. and they're using the mail to do so. Now you go to the postmaster right. for investigation. Right. But here's the situation up in Massachusetts. I mean, I'm pretty comfortable at what I'm doing right now. I mean, I've, I've listen. I've gone through the court system. They've locked me up. You know, with the four corners and all that stuff, just to scare you. You know. And, you know, they wanted me to sign papers, and I'm not signing it. I'm not signing it. I'm not signing it. And they think they, they, they're going to keep you there, you know, to scare you. It doesn't work if, you know, if you're comfortable with, you know, what you're doing. So what I'm thinking, you know, recently what happened, um, I got, a, you know, like a certified letter. Basically, they're telling me, because Massachusetts is a non-judicial um, uh, state, okay? Yeah. So, that, so, so the only thing they do here. Um, through the court system, and it's land court here. I think there's only one more. And I, think, I, I think it may be in Hawaii, Massachusetts, Hawaii, whatever it is. But anyways, you know, what they do here is they, it's a Sailors and Soldiers Act. That's all they have to do. If I'm not in the service, then they, they move forward, and it's not, it doesn't go through the court system. Yes, but, I know, but, but the same thing is that they're using shit that's used against persons. Yes, you are yes. the man who's using the damn property under the indemnity receipt, so put it in there and make your damn claim against right. the insurance policy that's been put in place uh, to the to the Rosie Rios or the treasurer. Mm-hmm. And do it under that and go here upon proof. Of, now, now, you're going to ask them for their 4490 to prove up their claim. All right, they're going in there. They're going in our private bar business. So right? I'm going to send public that, claim. I'm going to send that. I'm going to send that to the mortgage company, Boris. What's that? I'm going to send that 4490, whatever it was, to the, um, yeah, the mortgage, to the mortgage company. company. Okay. This, and, then this one... and then what you do is, is you go up to Rosie Rios and send the, send the private. Once you do the, you take, you, you, then I would take that private warranty, that, that, I mean, not the private, but the warranty deed, take your $10 or your $2, ship it up to Rosie, and go here. I'm here by paying the $10 with good and valuable considerations for your administration of it. And I'm nominating you as liaison for the United States to come down here to go ahead and settle this matter. And here's your here's your here's your receipt showing I have indemnification. This is the receipt you gave me or gave my mother, whoever the hell whoever the hell has it. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yes. That shows that you all took a pledge. Now, as far okay. as I know, you didn't register me as this, so this name can't be me. Right. It has to be your claim. It has to be yours because you all registered the damn thing under the Social Security Act. So. Since you intended to benefit from it, here's your benefit. Go pay it. You're the use of property. Mm-hmm. And accept, you know, accept for honor the, hold on, um, there's a couple of treaties we put, in, we put in use. You accept for honor the Power of Appointment Act, which is 2065 Scott 91. Um, you come in under the Law of Nations. But uh, all the stuff I put on the site, book one, articles 192, 196, book two, 104, 109, 132, 133. Basically, you're coming on Treaty of Paris, Treaty of Ghent, 1814, which is a treaty between England and the United States, wherein any hostilities that occurred during the War of 18, 
12 or after or before, anything taken before or after that point is automatically returned and restored. Um, you got General Order 100, and the Treaty of Paris, again, are in effect under S80, Stat 218. that shows the treaties of peace in effect in America. Those are the only two, by the way. Mm -hmm. General Order 100, which is our Libra Code, uh, Articles 2, 7, 33, 38, 42, 43, 44, 46, 47, 134. The Nuremberg Principles, which means they can't just hide behind something and say we're just doing our damn job because that's <laughs> not an excuse anymore. So the Treaty Series of 30, uh, 22 Stat 940, Treaty Series 377, which is the Red Cross Convention of 1864, which is Article 5, which shows that as long as you're helping either side, you remain neutral in the war. Um, you come in and claim the, the Hague Articles 43 and 45, because that is the contract which, which gave rise to Social Security and the birth certificate. Um, and then you got 61 Stat 636, which says all these statutes at large are the laws in effect in the states. Mm -hmm. And you want to establish a special relationship in accordance with 17 Stat 15, which is 42 U.S.C. 1986, and you appoint the local county treasurer as the fiduciary and successor trustee with respect to that all capital letter name, and you give them the receipt for identification. All right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now your local now the local treasury office, the, the 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 county treasurer, which is just a consular office of the United States treasurer, just like the county government is a local consular office of the United States government, as part of their conquest, and their administrator and usufructorate. It's and not or not or it's and they're administrating the estate and their usufructory. By you answering it the way you have, you've given the illusion that you're the holder of the office of person. Mm -hmm. That's why you need to surrender that and appoint the treasury with the successor being the county. Now the treasurer can order the county to do something. Mm -hmm. You're creating that, that, line of, that line of command. You're appointing someone. You're the king. Why the hell are you handling these fucking mundane matters? I'm the king of my domain. I'm the king of the world. I'm the king of myself. Why am I handling this shit? Why don't I just have my treasury do it? And my treasury does it based on what? It's already there. Mm -hmm. They've already taken everything. They've taken all the public ways to do something. They've taken all the title. I tell you what, ask these guys, upon delivery of an actual title and not a justice certificate, you'll get your payment. <laughs> Because they've taken it all. You're, not gonna, you're never going to get a title to the house. The most you can ever get is a certificate. Doesn't matter. That's, that's all. That's all there is. And, and not just that. They can't deliver on the contract either. Right. And not, they cannot not deliver just, because they cannot give you what? They cannot give you title. Right. They can give you a certificate. Right. You know, but then well, again, other people always have all these claims against it. So you're not taking title. You, don't, you never get free of claim. There's all these other people making claims to it. Right. So you never get title. As soon as they can pass clean and clear title without anybody else making claims, including the county, then you'll be happy to go ahead and give them the money. They can exactly. never deliver. Well, well, just take it back to the Batman era, right? Mm -hmm. um, remember that one woman that, you know, she was going through the foreclosure. And I've always learned that we don't own anything. Right. Okay. I've given, I've surrendered everything. We, I don't own it. I don't own yeah, it. I don't even own I'm this just, damn name. I don't even own this damn name I use because hey, it doesn't register and record me. That's right. 
I use it on necessity. It represents everything and everyone but me. So they're making claims against the public trust. And as a public trustee, go ahead and fucking settle the matter. What the hell are you doing coming to me for? Right. And And not just that. Remember the woman said that, you know, that she said, hey, listen, I don't own this place. I'm just, I'm just using it. Yeah. I don't, I don't own you guys it. You're in control of all the funds. You took all the public monies. You took, you sequestered all the tiles. So how can I even get into a contract? You can't even give consideration for the contract. They cannot give you return consideration. Right. All you do with the mortgage, all the mortgage is, is, is an insurance policy. And if you really look at it, you're just using, they're thinking that you're using that to fund the loan. All it is is an escrow account. So write up the treasury and here, go ahead and close this escrow account and release the funds to the people who can prove up a claim upon proof of claim and deliver the property to me as part of the indemnification agreement under Article 38 of the Lieber Code and, and, and Treaty of Ghent, Are you team 14. Mm-hmm. Now, now let me ask you another question. I mean, where I've been sending all this stuff up to the treasury with mm-hmm. registered mail since, April, since pretty much April, right? Okay. So it's all registered. So I, I know I'm pretty much covered there. But also, I mean, I, I don't know why they're not sending anything back. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're not denying. Because you're or, not giving them, you're not really giving them uh, uh, um, any, an instrument or order. Yeah. You're not really okay. doing anything. Okay. So, so uh, yeah, I know I, I know I was doing something wrong. But here's another thing I did, too, just out of a whim, is, uh, you know, with my – with my certificate of live birth, what I did is I took it, I had a copy of it, and on the back of it, what I did is I, I put down page of the order of the United States, I signed it and without recourse. And I sent them a, a message up there saying, Here, I, I I surrender this to you. I don't okay. know if I did it the I don't know if I did it All the right, right now, way though. Well, now that you surrendered it to them, give them an order. How many times do we have to go over this? Everything you've done, just so give them an order. And then I, see I, what happens. I have well. What I, I think. No, what you I haven't to do given is, them an order. Everything you've told me is you wish to do something and you want to do something. Go fucking okay. do it. Okay. No. Well, l- let me look back at some of my at some of my um, my notes. I mean, because uh, or some of my paperwork. I mean, I I actually I did Boris say to them uh, on certain things that this is my you know I put an order and I said this is hold on a second. Um, I basically said, this is my order. Go retrieve my property. I give you permission. But I, 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 you, 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 still, you still don't understand. There, it's an open escrow account. The court, the local court, is making a prize claim to it for a belligerent. Mm-hmm. You understand this? Yeah. All right. Go to the treasury and tell them to close the escrow account and give the funds over to the one who is rightfully entitled to them and release the property to you. Okay. Because the way you've just described it means you want them to come down here and take it. That's exactly what they're doing. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, it's an open escrow account that nobody's closed, so they're making claims to it. That's all they're doing. Okay. Okay. That's all they're doing. And all these, in every court case, is an open escrow account. Every every account that's open is open escrow account. Go well, close the goddamn escrow. Well, one of one of them, what I did, Boris. I don't know if this if this sounds right, but I did write, you know, to to Mr. Lowe. I said I have accepted this dishonor on behalf of the United States. What Here dishonor? is the order. No, no what dishonor? Uh, the, them not accepting my payments. 
No, you haven't. Look, dude. You're not listening. There is no no dishonor. You're the one who hasn't given the instructions to close the escrow. That way nobody can make claims against it. Go close the goddamn thing. Okay, okay. All right? All right, thanks. All right, who else we got here? Let's just open up the floor. All right, who else we got here? I want to ask a question. Who else wants to go? Anybody? Me. I want to go. Hey, who's this? This FW Cow. Ah, hey, how you doing? Real good. Um, I want to ask you something. You may have not may not have heard of this before, but anyway, uh, I made a loan for my home. Mm-hmm. Uh, February the eighteenth, two thousand five. This was a remick. Okay. You understand a remake, don't you? The real estate trustee? Yes. Okay. okay. Long story short, they was never transferred into the remic. That's the United States Security Exchange Commission. Yeah, that's called breach of contract. Right. Okay. Uh, I am a real deep researcher, and they have – this is IRS rules. They have done what's called prohibited transactions. Correct. Okay, it's fifty thousand dollars. Okay. For for prohibited transaction. Okay. All the all the money that I paid into it is taxed at a hundred percent. It's fifty one thousand five hundred and let's see fifty one thousand seven hundred eighty eight dollars, and I okay. filed a um, eighty two eighty one and piggybacked it with a ten ninety nine OID, and uh-huh. I put in about a hundred and thirty four thousand dollars. Okay. Okay. Uh, Bank of America said that they own it, but they don't. When I made this loan, it was America's wholesale wholesale lender, mm-hmm. a New York corporation. Okay. It never it never existed, ever. Okay. Not even a DBA. Okay. okay. The bottom line is they lowered it to thirty two thousand five hundred, and I was fixed to be foreclosed on. This is January of 2014. Well, the bankruptcy went perfect. Couldn't have been more perfect. And it was discharged the 23rd of July, 2014. Okay. The, the 11th of July, I did a rescission because I have a right to do that under the Dodd-Frank 1413 section. If okay. you're foreclosed, you, you can do that. Okay, the bottom line is all the payments I made, and all the uh, prohibited transaction adds up to four million three hundred thousand dollars. Okay. And there's a whole lot more that they're prohibited. Well, anyway, uh, the twenty uh, they went ahead and foreclosed on me, and I the bankruptcy was closed the twenty third. I went back and reopened a closed bankruptcy, and they went ahead and foreclosed on me on the second of December two thousand fourteen. And I was, I was like, wow. So anyway, it rocked along for about a year. And there's this other attorney firm. They did some forged documents. I, they did eight promissory notes, 
mm-hmm. but they were not promissory notes. They were investment securities. People need to clear their head because it's over nine months. It's a security, and it's an investment security. Yeah, and now you have to go claim them. Those are your. Those, right. those, that's, you have to collapse all that. What you can you can actually I, I think that whole name change thing does that. It collapses everything and makes you the owner of it all. And then you okay. run a bill in equity or whatever and go go to the court and go get that stuff. I don't really know how that works. You, you may want to go talk to KW or some other people who actually have experience with it. Okay, here's here's what happened to me on the 25th of January. They came in and they took everything out of my house, everything. Mm-hmm. And I got one suit and two shirts, but that's only because they were in the, my cleaners. And I got three pair of underwear and 19 socks that don't match. But they took everything out put it on the curb. Uh-huh. 80, 80 to 150 people stole everything. They stole my house that was paid for, you know, 134000 and it was lowered right. to 30, four times. All right. Again, the problems we're having, they're not moving it out of that jurisdiction. Okay. Article 4, Section 3, Clause 2, Jurisdiction, there's still a buttload of power of attorneys on there. So what they're doing is they're just buttloading the power of attorneys on there, and they're just moving everything out. This is how they're operating it, guys. The property stands abandoned because you haven't made claim to the name. The name change makes claim to the name, but you have to have a trust to put it into. If you do not have a trust to put it into, they probably will not give it to you because you have to have some way to conduit back to the public trust. All you're doing is removing it from the jurisdiction so you can redeposit under a special deposit where now they're the fiduciary for it. Okay? This is why you all are having, this is another reason why you all are having problems because the property stands abandoned and they went and made a claim against abandoned property. That's where you're getting the problems. It's all abandoned. Everything is abandoned, including the offices they're holding. They're just going in and taking everything because it's all abandoned. You didn't make claim to it. Where's your claim? I did a... So you, uh, so you discharge some debt. Whoopie-doo. Where's your fucking claim? What claim do you have to that property? They don't have a claim because it was all released in bankruptcy. The there you go. What? The bankruptcy took it off, took the claim. They just discharged the debt, but you forfeit the property too. It's not yours. The property belongs to the United States. So all they're doing is these guys are going in and taking a belligerent. You claim bankruptcy. That's an act of belligerency. But it was paid for. No, it was discharged. Well, discharged, yeah. That doesn't mean paid for. Discharged means put off to a future date. Okay, I see what you mean. In order for it to get get paid for, all he did was just go in and claim abandoned property for the United States, and they just divvy up the proceeds at 30% or whatever they get for it. These guys are running for-profit private shit through the courts. Start learning how to counter it. It's Article 44 and 46 of the Lever Code. They're not allowed to use these positions. All these attorneys have a, have oaths to protect what? The constitutions. All of them. All of them have oaths to what? Not present false fucking evidence to the goddamn judge. Well, they did a, a false affidavit. They said that would I and this attorney had been talking 
trying to work out it. I never talked to the man before in my life. It doesn't matter. They're using the all capital letter name. Yeah, it's that. all a debtor. It's their debtor. Okay, you next thing I did. You haven't collapsed it. You haven't taken, you haven't gotten rid of it. I did. Uh, my bank, my birth certificate, I filed that, and the uh, county clerk sent it back to me. I did a dry of dock on the vessel. It was a merger of the equity on my birth certificate, and I saw the legal title. They sent it back. They wasn't going to file it. No, because you're not supposed to file with the county. Stop putting the shit into the public, man. Every time you put something in the public, you're acting as if you're an office of person. Do this with the Secretary of State. Go to the one who gives enforcement rights over the contract. Tell them to close the damn escrow and release the property to you upon their proof of claim. To, to, to account for the surety. You agree your surety. Oh, here's, my, here's the evidence of my surrender of usufruct, by the way. You guys have already taken it. You've already purchased it. Go fucking pay your damn bills. This is why the United States has been such a, uh, such a pain in the ass in, in the international world. Uh, they went to, what is it? They went from the Declaration to the Articles of Confederation. They still didn't pay their bills. So they went to a constitution and still haven't paid their bills. They went to a civil war and still haven't paid their bills. Now they went to, the, now they got the people involved on this shit. Then they took a pledge from you. Ver validate the pledge by saying, here, here's the surrender of the use of fractor interest from everything I do in God's world. You can have it. Caesar can have what is Caesar's. I just want what is God's. That's where, you're, that's where it all comes down to. Render under Caesar that which is Caesar's. Stop chasing these false prophets. Y'all are chasing false fucking prophets. And you're getting nuked by it because you went after a false prophet. You put your hope in the false prophet. Stop doing that. The name what about they the gave four, you is a Christ. What about the 4.3 million? Should I file a 4.9 What about it? In the, what? what about it? Where are they going to pull the, the court? If you get paid 4.3 million, where the fuck do you think that money is coming from? From the attorneys? No, it's coming from a lien against all the property and services of the people in their private capacity because that's what Federal Reserve notes are. So you want, you want to get paid, so you want to burden the country so you can get your $4.3 million? Don't you think this country has been burdened by enough parasites? No, it's not mine. It's the IRS. It's owed to the IRS, not my money. It goes to the U.S. It goes to the U.S. Treasury. It doesn't go to the IRS. It goes to the U.S. Treasury. I know, but it's owed to the IRS. It's owed, to the, it's owed to the U.S. Treasury. The IRS is just a debt collector. Yes, I know. So it's owed to the U.S. Treasury. Again, start asking for these guys for their DBAs, their bonds, their insurance policy, everything they fucking need, everything they ask you, license, registration, and insurance. Okay, where's yours? Where's is it your a federal offense? registration and insurance? Is it a federal offense if an attorney will not give you his bond? Yes. He's in violation. How the fuck is he supposed to be out here operating as a debt collector if he's not bonded? Well, the, I thought in 1986 they changed that, that the attorney does not have to have a bond, but the attorney firm does ha has to have a bond. Someone better have a damn bond, because if not, they're operating out in public without insurance. If I have to have insurance to engage in activity in public, what the hell gives them the right to say, no, I don't? 
I don't have to have it, but I do. They don't have to have it, but I do. Seems to me like it's a slavery system. Yeah, and I don't believe in slavery. I don't believe in slavery because the United States, the Libra Code that administrates this this, this uh, trust, already says that the second someone comes in and admits of slavery, a belligerent admits of slavery, and they come in contact with someone from the U.S., the one who was enslaved is automatically entitled as a free man. Okay, for my situation, what I told you, what's the first thing you would do? Hmm. I say you contact the treasurer and surrender it all over to him and authorize them to close the escrow and collect the amount and return the property to you immediately. Or it's equivalent. Okay, okay that sounds that's good. That's going to be my answer to everybody's thing. Whatever you want me to whatever you think you need to do, that's going to be my answer. Because that's exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Okay. You're supposed to turn the bill over to the treasurer and go ahead and close this escrow and pay the people who have rightful claims to go ahead and go ahead and return the property that's held as surety to me immediately because I'm using it. I have the right to use, and I'm exercising my right to use. I'm kicked out of the house. I don't have any... No, then, that's why I said or equivalent. Okay. You know, I don't care if you get the same house or not. This is, it's irrelevant. Y'all are putting all these emotion, all emotional anchors on the shit. And you need to get rid of all this bullshit. It's all bullshit. Even what I'm talking about right now is bullshit. This is the bullshit upon bullshit upon bullshit upon bullshit we all created as a result of believing someone else's bullshit. Yeah, they're right. So it's all our faults, man. This is all our problem. We, there's, no, there's no they or them. It's us, man. We're fucking fighting against ourselves. So tell them, let's go close the damn escrow. Here's my indemnity receipt for you. It shows that the pledge has already been given. The pledge has already been given over to the United States via the birth certificate. Here, here's, here's the birth certificate. Go settle up that damn escrow and release the funds to me. You all fucking have all the goddamn money. You have everything that's called money. You took it out of fucking existence. You took all the public monies out of existence. I don't have any. I'm private and then I'm God's. God didn't give me money because he said I didn't need it. If he did, it would rain from the sky. It would be in the water. It would grow off the fucking trees like fruit and fish and birds. It doesn't exist. It's a bullshit mechanism to make people think they got to pay their way through life. How the fuck do you have profit in a universe full of infinite abundance? I don't understand. I do not comprehend this concept. Anybody who uses money is a usufructory. End of story. I don't care if you call it gold silver, dog shit, horse shit, seashells, little sticks with notches in it. It's irrelevant. It's all usufruct. They can go to this asset-backed system that they're getting ready to transfer into. <laughs> really don't care. It's still money. You're still paying for something. You're still paying for some tax on it. The fact that it's backed by an asset now is irrelevant. It's still money. This is what must go in the people's heads. Y'all are fighting to hold on to something that needs to be let go. We all just need to let go of it so these bullshit dreams, this bullshit can stop because everybody's holding on to it like it's their, like it's their life when they don't understand it's their death. Everything you're holding on to is a product of someone else's failed dreams. I love this little quote that my friend gave me. 
All it is is the collecting of meaningless trophies and trinkets to compensate for failed milestones. All of this shit. We can do better than this, man. That's what this is all about. It's all about surrender and release. And if they want to profit off of it, fine. You're the usufructor. Have a nice day. You're the one profiting off of it. And the, pro- and the problem is everybody's given this, everybody's given, when you give a promissory note, if you don't assign it over to someone, you gave a security, that means you're the use of fraudery. You gave the security when it was going to be over. That's why you sign, that's why all mortgages sign off the mineral rights. This is how the IMF works. The IMF creates international loans through the mortgages, by which way this, the one receiving the mortgage surrenders all mineral, mineral rights and subsurface rights, to the ones doing it. Why do you think they do not care about the fracking people? Why do you think they don't give a shit? They're just taking it all, man. They're, they're raping and pillaging it all. And they're going to keep doing it until we stand up and go, no fucking more. And this is how we do it. You want to profit off this? Fine. Here's the rules. You're the administrator and you suffer. Get the work. You want to claim you're the state? You're the administrator and usufruct. Get the work. You want to claim this? You're the administrator and usufruct. I mean, I know it sounds like I'm a dick, but, dude, it's the same thing everywhere along the way. Every fucking claim is the same. It's someone trying to profit off someone else. And the one who is making the claim is the usufruct. Why? Because you live in a world of infinite abundance. Someone's trying to profit, saying they have a claim against you. The only one in this world that has a claim against you is God. And as far as I know, that's not God, whoever just made the claim. That's the only what would one that can judge. What would you say about these people that forged the documents? Nothing? They're claimants, too. They, they, they just gain profit. Use the trucks as well. Send it all up the treasury and go, here. If any of these are legitimate claims, go ahead and pay out on the escrow. If not, return all the monies to the treasury and release the property to me. Otherwise, pay out on the escrow to these people and release the property to me as part of the indemnification policy you all issued. Or are you going to tell me you're going to dishonor this damn thing because I know it doesn't register me. Unless you're going to tell me I am your property. Okay. I mean... I don't know what I don't know how else to put it, but that's where it goes. It's all about the surrender, and people aren't surrendering. Everybody keeps fighting to hold on to stuff. They keep holding on to it and holding and holding and holding and holding. And it's like, well, now you're withholding. You're withholding, and the one who is withholding is the one who gets the tax. Surrender it all. I'm just using the damn thing. I don't own it. I don't even own this fucking name. I don't know anything. I don't even own the clothes on my back. I don't even own the skin I reside in. This is just some meat fucking suit that I can experience this environment in. And when I'm done, it goes back to the earth anyway. Yeah, I got that right. This is a meat suit. Okay. I appreciate your time. All righty. Thanks. All right. Where shall we go next? I'll speak up again, Boris. All right. Who's this again? This is Bob from Massachusetts. All right. All right. So 
Let's let's go another route. Let's go. Unless somebody else wants to talk, I'll I won't say nothing. Well, sounds like you're the one. Okay. Uh, here's another route I was going. Um, you know, I like what you said. You know, on one of your your videos or, or recently that you said that we all started when we started doing the tax thing, and it's so true. Uh-huh. You know, that's where it all started. So, anyways, um, what I've done recently on the um, <clears throat> my state tax with the Massachusetts Department of Revenue and also the IRS, everything that they send me, yeah, what I accept it in return for settlement. I sign it, authorized representative without recourse. You know, do the same thing except for on, uh, on behalf of the United States. Well, recently, um, what was interesting is. Uh, on my Massachusetts state tax, they told me, you know, that I, I owed money, blah, blah, blah. So what I did is I sent it. And what they did is I'm a home inspector up here. So they told, they sent me a letter back in, I think it was um, like December or something like that, right? Well, they told me that they sent me a notice of license of non-renewal. So what I did is I just accepted it and returned it for settlements, signed okay. it, backside and everything. Well, lo and behold, the guy from the he was the um, he was the director of offers and settlements, and what happened was is he called me on the phone on my cell phone, and um, you know this was back in January, uh, you know, or, or early February, and he said that I'm calling you know you and you know I'm just looking over your letter that you sent us you know which was the accept and return, and he's saying that uh, you know what you need to do is you need to fill out some forms. I mean, because uh, he, he's calling me a, a tax protester and all this stuff and you know, blah, blah, blah. And so I, I said, you know, I, I resent that. You know, why are you calling me names? Because I like what you say, you know, I didn't call you up to call you an asshole, right? Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, so this is what happened. So he told me what I needed to do, all right? So after we hung up, I wrote him, a, a, you know, a letter. Addressing it to him, attention, James Powers, of the director of Office and settlements. And what I did is, is I put on the notice. It was a second notice of request for settlement and closure. And then what I I put down, and it's I'm just going to read you what I wrote, and I want you to I want you to pick it apart for us and see see how well I did on this, okay? And then what I wrote to him is in response to our conversations on February 1st, 2016, in regards to the notice of request for settlement that was sent by certified mail to the Mass Department of Revenue, I accept your disorder for not settling and closing the account. Mr. Powers, you told me that in order to settle the accounts, I need to file tax forms for 2008, 2011, and 2012, and form M656 is needed. I ask you, how am I liable if I endorse all the checks and bank slips with 12 USC 411 slash 38-265 and 12 U.S.C. 95A2 slash 40-415. Statutes at large, uh, public policy. I see no evidence that I have affirmed any actions under 2-STAT-153. Therefore, under 18-STAT-911, I would be committing perjury against United States laws in an act of insurrection and rebellion, and I refuse to exercise my right to that benefit. What do you have in place for me, a non-U.S. citizen, uh, a non-United States citizen? 
Mr. Powers, you accused me of disputing the bill and called me a tax protester. I take offense to those statements. On the contrary, I have accepted and returned all offers for honor and received no remedy for settlement. I am now the debtor in possession and you are a delinquent creditor. I request that you discharge it dollar for dollar in public policy HJR 192. I request that you adjust the account, in fact, and give me notice of adjustment. James Powers, do you have a claim against me? Do you know anyone who has a claim against me? What is it going to take to bring this account to zero? What is my remedy? How can a person be held liable under 12 U.S.C. 95A2, 40 Stat 415? What is being presented? Where is the law? What is the taxable termination authorizing and warranting the liquidation of the estate to account for the so-called debt? There's a mistake here. I am the estate holder of this matter, and I hereby surrender use of factory interest over the estate so to benefit the creditors. Please settle up this per USC 95A240 Stat 415. I am here to settle all claims and protect the estate. I gave up the ownership of everything. Robert Francis Shalmo equals the United States. This is an agency within the United States. A false claim is counterfeiting, is counterfeiting security right, against right, the United right. States. What was the result? He, he never called me back. Okay. What it, it went mute. What were and you I expecting? Um, I was, well, well, I, I kind of ended it with, if you do not respond with this notice by mail, I will assume that the accounts are zeroed out. Okay, you can assume all you want, but what what were you expecting? I was expecting for him to um, honor my uh, my claim. Okay. In other words, like now, my, my what acceptance. Makes, what, what makes you think he has the authority to do any of that? Well, he was the director. I figured oh. he... he I don't know. I mean, again, it's just, again, it's... All right, when they, when they register your pledge, they have adopted you as if they're... They have adopted that interest as if it's their own, and they've already incurred a liability against it. Mm-hmm. So if they've adopted it, go give it to them. Go give them the liability. It's their, their, their adoption. They adopted this property as if it was theirs. It's not mine. They registered it. Go ahead and settle it. And if they say it's your debt, and then you go, what are you trying to impose a debt on me? I mean, how how am I to settle something? Why am I supposed to settle something that I didn't register and record, but you demand I use? Okay. You know, unless you give me, I mean, will you just accept any name I do? The, the, Social, right. Security, the Social Security account, as long as you give it to them, that gives them access to the Treasury to get the escrow to them. Now they're looking for you to argue it in any way they any way you can. Right. Either well, you tell them to close the escrow and settle it, or you're arguing. Close well, what, the damn escrow and close the account so no further charges can come against it. Okay. And, That's and, and what it's bo- all about. Right. In the body of this letter, I did write down, I do not dispute the facts of request closing immediately. Well, that's I, all right. I, I, but all the I, other le- a lot of that other letter was argumentative crap. Right. That's why I say get to the damn point without having well, to write a book. Right. So, exactly. I, I think my letter, my 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 repose, I mean, my letters I write out are done by are you know, done so when I do it by hand, I don't have to write a lot. I hate handwriting. 
I hate writing, period. I hate paperwork. I want to do as little of it as possible so my answers get really, my instructions are really concise. So you send it up and go, here, close out that escrow. And I, I just thought of the escrow one just recently. I was like, I was talking to someone, and I realized, and, they, and we realized that it's all open escrow. So I'm like, fine, go tell them to close out the escrow and give it out to those parties who, are, who have a legitimate claim. Right. I, I mean, basically what I should have did is, is, is send I mean, the body of a letter. Their debt collection efforts on behalf of the United States to someone authorize them from the United States to collect it. Otherwise, right. they're making private claims. Right. I mean, I, I did ask them. I said, you make me the offer, and what's it going to take to settle this matter? And what is the assessment? And I'll expect your check with this assessment to prove the assessment in fact. Right. But, not, but see... Now you're going to go up to the, to, the, to the Treasury and ask them for the assessment because that's where it originates. Okay. Okay. Otherwise, you're just keeping books open to allow servicing agreements, and they're coming in here and they're servicing agreements to service the public debt obligation. So get rid of it and close the escrow. You're the, you're the estate holder. You're the authority to do it. Okay. Don't just ask them to just go tell them, hey, man, close, close out this escrow, Release the funds and pay anybody who has an who has a who has a proof of claim. Then hand over everybody. Go here's a forty here's a forty four ninety. Take this proof of claim up to the treasury and go get paid. Anybody so brings the court. Go here. I gave them a proof of claim form to go to the treasury and then go get paid. Well, okay. So problem. all right. So basically, you can do that with anything. You can do that with the state. You can you do that with your mortgage. It's all the same and shit. It's yeah. Proof of claim. Okay. No, it makes sense. Everything that's, is all the same beautiful. shit. So that's release the escrow because that's what's that's what's really being open. Every account is an open right. escrow account by which they make claims to that property, and then right. you then they draw from the estate or whatever. But they're not getting paid, so they're going to come in and liquidate it because you you're delinquent. Okay. They're not the they're, you're the delinquent creditor. You don't understand when when they come to to liquefy all this shit, all this debt, they're not going to come after the delinquent the, the state guys. They're coming after the fucking people. Right. They're the delinquent creditors. Silent weapons for quiet wars. A war is always a liquidation of delinquent creditors. Mm-hmm. And that's always the people. Well, uh, well, what, I'll, what I will do on both of these with the mortgage and the state is I'm going I'm to do that. Now, now yeah. I have another thing to do. Yeah, just send In out. Other words, it's a simple, it's a closing of escrow. Everything is an open escrow account. Now, what, what would be the, I mean, I want to keep it short and sweet, so what would be the proper wording, you know, to, to say to these people? I, I mean, this is all recorded, and I'm going to please go back. Settle, please, please close this escrow account and release it to all parties who have, who have, who have claims and, and return the property and restore the property immediately. Simple as that. Simple as that. Release it from surety. Because you're here okay. to make your claim. You're here to make your claim for indemnification. Okay. That's what the receipt. That's what the birth. That's what the birth certificate is for. Yeah. Okay, I get that. I get one more question, Boris. Uh, that okay. it's 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 as clear as muddy water to me. When okay. you always when you always talk about putting in a bond, right? I can never wrap my head around that. Oh, um, it's a, a perform. It's just a payment. You know, when when we do these bonds, I mean, when we did the bonds, we kind of I'm not sure. If they if they actually did the purpose or not, but what it does is just it's like a promissory note, a bond, and a promissory note are basically the same damn thing. So it's just writing uh-huh. on a piece of paper. It's just writing on a piece of paper showing okay. I agree okay. to I agree to undertake this debt as surety, and here's my indemnity receipt. Oh yeah, here's my ten and an INT that shows this account. Now we're drawing off of it to give you money. 
and that kind of stuff. I mean, that's really what it is. Okay. I mean, there's I, nothing really. There's nothing really uh, special behind it. Okay. All okay. it is is a bond. On, I mean, it's just a a promise to be surety for a debt. Okay. That's, that's all you can do is promise. If Satan can only promise to deliver me the world, I can only promise to be a surety. Okay. I get you. <laughs> Why not just? I mean, to me, it's turnabout. If, if that's right. the way it's going to be, then then it's going to be that way. But if they're not going to give you the public means to do it, then what they're saying is there's no, they're, they're, it's all private. So if it's all private, why the fuck are we going into courts if it's all private? Right. And if it's all private, all it is is, is, is just undeclared war. And since these guys originate out of England or whatever, the city of London or whatever the hell they call it, mm-hmm. then fine, the War of 1812 kicks in, that, that Treaty of Ghent kicks in, that anything taken before or after that point should be returned. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not their fault that people don't read. And as far as Canada goes, um, who was that that put up that Canada thing? Hold on. Uh, retire free. As far as Canada goes, I believe if you go on Marant, the the website on there under the articles, um, the the archives, and you'll go from Marathon two. It gives you everything you need right there. Just because this is a guy from Canada who wrote this up. Okay. So you have a PG-21 or whatever, page 21 of the Fundamentals of Contract Law. A promise made under seal does not require consideration to make it binding. The courts have traditionally viewed the seal on a document as an indication that the promiser understands the significance of his or her act and intends to be bound by the promise contained in the document. To properly execute a document under seal, the promiser must sign the document and affix the seal at the time of signature. A document under seal is called a deed. A deed is a written contract made under seal by the promisor, always called, also called a formal contract, and by English law are sometimes referred to as covenants. The birth certificate is a contract under seal by which the United States agreed to assume your debt for the taking of your way to pay for it. Every country will be the same. They all talk on the obligation as the government to do this. What they're doing to you is they're treating you as if you're an employee of the government and forfeited that right. What you have to do is come in under the revocation of election because somewhere down the line, you gave the impression I was acting as if I was going to be a taxpayer. You have to revoke that election. Under, I forget exactly what it is under, I, I, I think it's 30, CFR 36.631 or whatever. I don't, I don't know the whole. It's, I'll have to look that up. Yep. But there's a revocation of election under, under IRS code. And until you revoke it, every time after the time you did it the first time means you're going to be treated as a taxpayer, which is where your problems come in. We did it all at one point. You didn't know. Ignorance of the law is no excuse. You stepped right. into the shit, and now you got it on your feet. Right. Now you got to wipe it off. Everybody's got shit on them, man. They're, they're, everybody's got the shit. Hmm. We all did it. We all ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and thus we were tossed out of Eden and tossed into the shit. Because that's where the bullshit occurred, is when we decided we knew better than God. Mm-hmm. Second that happened, we said, hey, I know what good and evil is. God said, yeah. <laughs> Prove it. Kick this out. Prove you know what good and evil is. What the hell is good and evil other than judgment? Therefore, we're living under the curse of being judged by each other, by ourselves, 
everywhere. We're judging ourselves in the curse of Genesis 3. We choose not to cheat from the tree of life. We choose to judge ourselves. And since we choose to judge ourselves, we want others to join with us in that misery and others to come in and judge us so we can judge them. So we all feel good about ourselves and go, aha, look how better I am than this guy. Look how better I am that guy. Where do you think money came from? makes me feel more superior to someone because I have it. Mm-hmm. Look how much Trump throws out, ten, how much billions he makes. How, much, how, how many times does he throw that thing out? I've made $10 billion and this and that, blah, 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 and you actually distract me. Like it fucking means anything. The only, the only where it means anything is in the material world. That's fleeting, man. I mean, this is where we've gone. And everybody judging themselves on what? Trophies they collect. How many women they slept with? How many men they slept with? How many, how many houses they have? How many cars they have? How much money they have? They're all the collecting of meaningless trophies and trinkets to, compliment, to compensate for failed milestones. It's vanity. That's true. Yeah, that's all it means. He ain't living in a cardboard box. The only reason, he ain't living, the only reason a cardboard box exists is because people believe in the thing called money when there's so many empty places out there. Oh, my God, there's so many of it. There's so much of it. Just all this dilapidated shit that people just throw away. The empty promises of dreams of yesterday. They're thrown away. I mean, look at you. I walked down the other day during my little dream thing, and I just saw it. It was just everywhere. It was just all shit. It's funny, Boris. I'm thinking. No, Brad, Brad, that ain't Bible logic. That's bullshit logic that you're throwing out. That's bullshit logic from a bullshit time. The Bible logic is how you're going to operate yourself. And if you operate accordingly, then you can do it. If you operate the right way, it's bullshit fucking materialistic crap fucking thinking. And you can argue it all you want, but it just shows how shallow your soul is. It's all bullshit. Yep. And the only reason we have money because it's all bullshit. Well, then they turn their back to God, and that's why we have this bullshit. You know, it's funny, Boris, is I'm thinking to myself, you know, the reason why I got in contact with you again through com is because, you know, we're all searching. We all we all look for this. But it was I came across this this thing on the internet it was it was it was about 12 usc 411 you know lawful money yeah and you know endorsing your, your, the back of your check you know uh, you know demand for lawful money blah, blah blah and then somehow i i came across you which was i am some com, and i was like yeah baby this is a couple of years ago so uh, i don't know how long you've had you know i uh, i, I had, let's see it first started out as a zip file i would just pass around the bodies and then Another buddy of mine had some uh, server space, so he let me use that, and we got a name for it. So, you know, it's, it's, it's all good. So I just update it every now and then, and I write articles and just shove it out there, and yeah. I maintain the whole thing. It, it, it's all, it, all those articles are what I write. It is awesome. Let me, let me tell you something. You get that search engine, you put anything you want in. Like, I, I'll put, like, mortgage or foreclosure or IRS. And it just brings you to a ton of shit. And between you, 
and Roger Alvick. And I mean, it, it's it's a great, great engine. I'll tell you. It, yeah, no, it I had, I had so to easy. search engine because I got to the point I couldn't find articles myself. I couldn't find where I where did I write that? And I got sick of going through them. I'm like, damn! So I found a search engine for it. Right. And then, you know, and then I put the discussion forum up, and it's just a free one, so it's limited in function. I'll wait till it gets to where I have to get, you know, have to secure funds to get it or whatever the hell they want for it. I mean, but, you, you so get, right now it serves its purpose, you know. Yeah, well, you get you get a ton of stuff on there. Yeah. Hey, listen, I've listened, I've, I've watched and listened to the, you know, audios and their videos every time I'm driving. That's all I do. I don't listen to music. I listen to music a little bit here and there, but I just focus on what I can drill into my head. As far yeah. as I mean, I I love the you know the the uh, the meeting of the tribes or whatever they call that. Um, uh, New Mexico was awesome. Um, and then, uh, the question and answers, they were, they were pretty good, you know, um, some of your older stuff. Yeah. But I mean, it's repetitious. I was, I was, it know, is. With, with, it's a hundred, it's a hundred percent repetitious because eventually I get to the point, it's just repeating and repeating and repeating and repeating because it's so condensed. Right. And I always think back of what Jimmy, Jimmy Enright said on one, on one of the, uh, videos. He says, you know, when I'm walking, I just put this thing on, and that's exactly what I do as well. Huh. I just listen to it over and over and over and over and over. I mean, that's why, that's why I, I don't know exactly what the schedule on talks you is because there's still the it's just the same stuff over and over again. And I don't really like talking the law stuff. I more like talking how it all all the rest of it fits in. And right. it does follow, it does it, it does weave in and out of everything. I mean, it weaves in and out of science and your mathematics. And everything, and it all falls under the use of correcting. That's why the Yokar is up there. The Yokar, that, that meet the Yokar one, is a mm-hmm. book written by some dude, and he and he writes uh, some advertising executive. It's a, from what I understand, a true story. The guy who gave it to me actually uses the principles in there to run his business. That's all he does. He doesn't do any advertising whatsoever, and he runs his business based on the, on the principle taught in those three pages. And he literally manifests customers. And he's been doing it for 20 years or something like that. So he gave me that book, and I had the, already had the idea in my head that inside each one of you is a dream and a desire for a dream. And then once you do, and then your, your desire feeds, your masculine side of the desire feeds the feminine side of the dream and vice versa. So it creates a natural use of fruct within. And then at the point where you can visualize it, you, you release it to the universe. Because if it happens in your imagination, You've already got it. You've already benefited from it. It's already been created. So you release it. So it's not in your imagination anymore, but you expel it out in the universe in two separate entities, two separate energies. And then those naturally, because the connection of them is so strong, this the, the quote sexual connection, they call it, and you flip and it automatically comes out and meets out in reality and creates reality. That's what the whole dream state was this week. When I went in there, I, was, I, was, I did mushrooms, of course. They're very good. Love them. All the colors are beautiful, the beach breeze and everything. But I went in there, and, and what I saw was someone's dream. It was really amazing about how she, a scared little child, you know, who's been paraded around, and everybody's just basically sucking off her energies and just kind of uh, to all these, all these people who want to suck off her energies because the dream that watches ashore, and it gets intercepted by these people. And all these people want to use and abuse her and toss around like piece of meat and everything else and just use the shell of what it is and toss away everything else. So this is how people are treating each other now. 
they're taking these dreams and they're just tossing them aside. And they leave hollowed out empty, empty shells in the process. A little heavy, huh? <laughs> and, and so I'm walking along and I see this whole thing. I see it all playing out in front of me. And then I realize it's like, you know, all these children are all exposed. And, all the, and that's how every one of us is like now. It's like a little child exposed to these elements. To all these elements out there, your dream comes ashore from the seeds of confusion and lands on the beach to crystallize into being. Well, before it can get on land and become something real, it's intercepted and it sucked the life out of it. The life is literally sucked out of it, and all it leaves is bullshit in those lakes. So you got a bunch of walking around zombies of lifeless corpses because all the dreams are up in smoke. Because why? Because people like, no one thinks, or guess what, all we're doing is text to each other and download porn. So people have, have resigned themselves to that. And it's disgusting because all it is is empty, hollowed-out dreams of yesteryear. Every dream everybody has is a hollowed-out shell of what it could have been. Because somebody else is intercepting it to suck the life out of it so they can live. So what I did is I, I, I was talking to uh, the, the one the one whose dream I was in actually called me while I was in the middle of it. And I was telling her what was going on. She now walks the path of the mango frog. And, the, and it's just like walking the path of Christ. It's just some other thing to lead her down a path of truth. Christ, everything else. Yeah, the vampires are real. They really are out there, guys. They, they take human form. They, they just, they look like it. They, they, they're just sucking the energies out of it. When I was out there doing this, everybody I walked by would look down and away. They wouldn't look at me. They would walk down and away, but they all would be interesting because they all, from a distance, they all wanted to look. They all kept, you know, taking two or three little looks at me, and I'm like, oh, okay. I was looking why at them. Why do you think they were doing that? I mean, it was awesome, huh? Why? Why do you think they were doing that? Why were they looking? Down? Because you're you're a soul, you're a light within the darkness, and they don't know how to approach it. Oh, I get you. Okay, that's what I thought. You know, and that's what all. That's mm-hmm. what I do. Like, I I, create, I I like to touch people in certain ways and send them out in the world. Like these, these this girl and her friend are both both joined as a feminine energy. They're both two halves of the same energy. So mm-hmm. one has part. One has one has one part of her. The other one has the other part. And it's time for both of them to become one. Each one of them become individual and become themselves, become the woman they're supposed to be, so they can go out in the world and make other women the way they're supposed to be, so they can be truly empowered. Because women aren't truly empowered until they know themselves. Right now, they don't know themselves. They're lost and confused, just like the men. The men are lost and confused because they're brought up by women who are lost and confused, so the lunacy gets transferred like a virus. Everybody is a lunatic on this fucking planet because we're all just fucked up. Mm-hmm. That's all there is to it. We all have been screwed up over the years, so it's going to take one person to go no more. That's all it is. Just when does it stop? When do we stop? When when do we say no more? When do we do it? What when it's convenient? When we have all the answers? I mean, if you're that's what you're looking for, we're done. I mean, that that's what I'm saying. This is all about no fucking more. Mm-hmm. We're sick of this. We're sick of. I'm, I don't know about you guys, but. I'm sick of seeing the people getting fed on, getting destroyed, of course. everything getting eaten. I mean, it's just, it's just, what the hell is going on here? Where the fuck did we lose our way? What happened to us in the past that made us like this today? Where did it go? I mean, it's just insanity. How powerful is that star diagram and why should we watch it? I mean, that, that was a little off my head, but I probably should watch it again. 
Um, the, the, the star diagram is, is very powerful once you understand what you're doing with it because it's a double, it's a, it's a duality. Mm-hmm. First, the star itself forges your instrument. It's the spirit of intent brought through through the fires of desire, what you want to desire here on earth. So you bring it to desire, you breathe life into it, and you breathe life into it by giving it the necessary emotion and feeling that you have to bring that desire into being. And then finally, you bring it all down here on earth so it can, so it can ground here on earth, so it can appear here on earth so the spirit can manifest. And now you walk that path because now you, you, uh, you put it through the baptisms. You, you bring it into the faith, your faith, hope, and love mm-hmm. that it's going to be. And you have to bring it through the fire once more to purify it, to harden it. And I mean, the, I mean you harden it through the taking it from the fire going into the water. water yeah. You harden it. You, you, you anneal it. Now you put it through the fires again to burn off all the impurities of it. So when it hits, so when it grips that earth, it can clear out the earth and get rid of the underbrush or the crap around you. So the land can be refertilized when the rains hit, when the waters come back down and they hit it because that's what's going to happen. You get the smoke comes up into the atmosphere. Atmosphere condenses around the little smoke molecules and creates rain clouds. Rain clouds come down and give rain on the land. And now you get the new life starting to come in because the seeds have been activated by the fires. Of the of the of the undergrowth. That's the Armageddon in the mind. So you're turning your mind into this tool that you can cut through the bullshit with to beat it to whatever you, whatever instrument you need to get through the bullshit. So you, when you get on Earth now, now your spirit who's out here on Earth can now rise and become what it's to be because you because you've done all this to breathe that life into it. So the spirit can finally rise above it all and be in existence. Now, when you take that star and you flip it over and you create that pentagram, what it does is shows you how you're out of balance. So whatever you're feeling, like your spirit feels rough, you take your spirit and put it down below. And now since your spirit is out of balance, what are the two on the side of it? You've got your water and your air. So the, so the emotion and the life you're breathing into them are causing an imbalance in the spirit. So either A, you withdraw air, withdraw life from the emotion, or you put life back into it to balance out the air. And the way you do that is by your fire and your earth. It's your desire here on earth that's causing either an emotional imbalance or sucking the air out of you. And that's how you balance it. So you use both of those in synchronicity with each other. And they'll, they'll correct everything. They'll do everything to correct it. Um, the books itself, the, the other books I mentioned last week will also assist you. You know, the... What do we got? Psycho-Cybernetics, way of, way of the Superior Man, the, the Four Agreements, the Fifth Agreements, the um, Mars and Venus and Communication. Uh, what was the other one there? There was one more, I believe. No, that was it. And all those help you as a frame of reference. They help you understand that there's always the, the, the feminine energies, there's the masculine energies, and they both communicate different ways. So, are they easy reads, Boris? They're not like 700 pages, are they? Uh, yeah, some of them are. <laughs> I, don't, I haven't finished them. What I do is I kind of scan through. I mean, I finished the, yeah, the, the four agreements yep. book. I did finish that one. I don't really read these, but what I do is I, I look at, I kind of scan. The only one I'm really reading really intently is the Mars and Venus in Touch book. And that's all about communication. That's, that takes a lot of... This is this is the the one of the better book the best book of the bunch, and it's the last one I recommend you read out of the bunch. 
Okay. It's 120 pages. It's not That's really not bad. I'm, not on, bad. I'm on like page 40. I keep going backwards and forwards, and 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 I'm not. I don't go through. I'm on page 33 actually, um, but I keep going backwards and forwards because it's just so much that it that it teaches you that the feminine side needs to trust. And I mean, the, the masculine side needs trust from the feminine energies. The feminine energy gives trust to the masculine side by sharing the fears and worries and doubts. So once you share the fears, worries, and doubts, then the masculine energy now feels secure or feels wanted, feels appreciated. So he then, the masculine energy now opens up to the feminine and seeks to protect it. It's a natural occurrence that's missing in today's world because people have forgotten about that aspect. They're also, they're also wanting this material. If they only want the masculine side of it, they forget that the feminine energy is what breathes life into the masculine. It gives them something to protect, something to secure. If there's nothing to protect, he's going to go out and rape and pillage. There's nothing to protect. Why should he care? And this is where they've attacked. They've attacked this element of us, that, that usufruct element of it that prevents the, the joining of the two. And they've cast it aside. It's almost like they've undone, they're trying to undo God. Because God is the union of the masculine and feminine within ourself. You know, and, and that's what they're going to do. They're saying that this feminine energy, they call it feminism, but it's not. It's feminine. Feminine, feminine energy. It's not feminism. Ism means there's a sin behind it. Ism, in sin's a man. Mm -hmm. So they're turning the feminine energy into this fucking, like, battering ram. To hammer home to these people that, that you need to be man. You need to be more manly. You need to be more manly. Everybody's measuring themselves to a man's world. And women have gotten lost in the process thinking they have to act like men and measure up to men. So all your feminist leaders... Every one of them measures you to a man's world and a man's way of existence, and that a woman's way of existence is useless. The woman is the one who fucking is around the kid for the first five years of his life, in the womb and in the room. Right. First five years of his life. So he's going to inherit all her crap that she's accumulated over the years. So if she was a whore and a slut, didn't care. That child is going to come out on love. It's going to come out and be fucked up because he's inheriting what has been stored in the, in the crystalline structures of the, DNA, of, the, of the cells of the body. Because mm -hmm. your, your body is a crystalline energy. It's a quartz. It's a crystal. And so say everybody's crystal is broken. Everybody has the disco ball effect inside of them. <laughs> so their light comes out all shattered and, and, and all this. So you don't know who you're dealing with. So everybody's all confused. I don't know. I can't go to I can't go to clubs anymore because they do those strobe effects and everything else, and I get yeah. in there and, and it screws me all up. Yeah. It just it just sets me off, and I can't be near it. And I tried to do that once, and I had to leave. I was like, I can't be here. I cannot be here in this broken environment. And I just see it, and it's, and it's just people are just tossing away what is really important to the dream to survive. That's why you have all these hollowed out dreams, and that's why people are divorcing and you have all these abortions and all these infidelities and everything else because there's no substance in it. There's nothing to keep the two energies bound because the usufruct is broken. People don't understand that the usufruct itself, all it is is a natural balancing mechanism to where the feminine and the masculine energies can reconcile and both sides get what they need to be stated so they're both perfectly in unison and happy. That's the, that's the purpose of 
you know, you have the infinity loop, and then when you put yourself in the middle of the state and state and 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 U.S. you know, the state and federal little infinity loop, there you get the seed of life because now you're the third party in it, and you just cause a return back to source. So you create life by doing this. And this is the way you create. You put your desires out there, your dreams, but you don't envision them in your mind. You envision them in reality, and then you just work on it, and then boom, it just kind of happens. They come together, and then you witness the uh, the evolution of it. So you get to see your dream and your desire become one, and you walk in the path of what you created. I walk in the path of everybody's dreams. Because this is what everybody created. The whole world created this. And I'm walking that path of the dream that is everybody. I'm in everybody's dreams. I've seen everybody's dreams and everybody's nightmares. I cannot sleep because of it. There are so many nightmares in people due to unsubstantiated fears of not having or not this or not that. I mean, they're so worried about it that all I see when I close my eyes sometimes, man, are the swirls and eddies of the dreams of time. That's all I see. And and there's nothing... So I'm always, I'm always up. I don't sleep much. I think the last two days I actually got some sleep. I got two and a half hours of actual sleep yesterday or last night and two hours the night before, and it was actually, I loved it. I actually dreamed, and I talked to someone in my dream. It was great. I was like, hey, how are you doing? I was like, hey, we finally had a dream. But I don't dream myself. I, I, I intercept, I talk to other people's and theirs. And this is how I, this is what I am. This is who I am. I don't have connection to this earth. I am a dream that just follows that inner that lives in everybody else's. So I walk in everybody else's dreams. How do you think I know all this shit? I don't, I don't know. I don't study this stuff. I give it to you, Boris. You're brilliant. I wish I had an ounce of your brain. I mean, I don't even know where it comes. I don't even think it's my brain, man. I think my brain's fucking screwed. Because every time I have to think about something, I'm done. I'm like, yeah, I can't think. It's, it's just so convoluted in there. Mm-hmm. Now that was only once. I've only done mushrooms once. <laughs> I don't do them all the time. And they were medicine mushrooms. They weren't the little, let's go talk to the flower stuff. This is like the shaman stuff, and it still yeah. like, sticks around for a little while. But, but you know, you see truth and everything. And one, once I got down to that one word that used the frog man, it's like the whole world opened up. And this is, this is, this is where everything started making sense. And I don't understand how... It all happened, but I do understand that until you under, until you protect until you um, cure the heal the crystal inside, you cannot make any changes without because you can't think, you can't focus your energy to become what you're supposed to be. You can't have that focus of the light you're supposed to be because we're all supposed to be individual lights that paint a picture of humanity. And right now it's chaotic. It's like a tank. You know, it's war. It's always struggle and conflict where you have haves and have-nots. And actually, I mean, we live, on a, we live on a planet, so many resources, man. Why are people starving in Africa? I don't understand that. I don't understand why people are starving in the United States. I don't understand why people are starving all over the world. I don't understand how I could be this way unless there's some people who want, who have this, who have an agenda to take everything from themselves to feel superior over others. Well, that's, that's what it is. So That's there's what it is. the ignorance on the rest of the people that allows it to happen, who think they have to have all this stuff to keep those dreams going. Those dreams towards those things only feed certain people. Those are the ones who are keeping everything. Why? Because it's their dreams you're living. It's not your dream to be that way. Your dream is your dream. Whatever your goal, whatever your internal mission is here on earth, 
whatever God or the universe or whatever you believe, the, the flying spaghetti monster or your atheist or whatever the hell it is you believe, whatever you believe your mission is, because your mission should be always to leave a better present than the present you received. I agree. Always, with everybody you meet, they should leave you a little bit better. Right, and that's like the path that we're all on right now. We want to make things better for everybody, not just for right. ourselves. Right, and all this stuff is just, you know, this stuff right here is what, what my gateway, I call it the gateway drug. You know, because this is the only, the only time that hole fills in my heart is when I'm doing this stuff, when I'm talking about this with people and going and, and helping them understand yeah. the simple, the, what's going on spiritually within their life. Right. You know, when hey, I'm like, a I to talk to people. I, I, this is the only thing I love. I hate talking to law. The law to me is just crap. Uh, so, I agree with you. It's, hey, I mean, listen, it's, it's arbitrarily a, created by arbitrary people who want to keep arbitrary power over everybody arbitrarily. I'm a junkie to your to your I am some dot com. I mean, it's just there's so much there. This is this is one thing that I always fall back on. If if you forget everything, all you have to do is either the four corners or the three questions. That's yeah. all you ever have to remember. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to remember anything what I put on the side. Everything else is the background information so you can get an idea of what's going on and how to fix it. Right. right. That's it. I mean, the rest of it is just junk. Right. It's like any book. All those books I've given you, all the titles of these books, I mean, except for the, the fifth agreement where they go over the, or the four agreements and they go over the fifth agreement thing and the other one where they actually talk about the agreements, even then you only need to read a couple pages of each one because the rest of it is just repeating itself. Right. Same thing with psycho-cybernetics. Once you understand that you perceive, whatever you perceive yourself to be is what you're going to get out of it. So until you change that self-image inside, you can't change anything else. The only thing this book does is teach you how to do it. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the way of the superior man. It's just a bunch of, uh, just a bunch of collections of stuff to give you ideas of what to do, how to love, how to be, how to be a superior man instead of these inferior kids. You know, the love with all your heart whatsoever to make love to everything you see with your heart and your mind and your soul and bring it up from that physical animal state they're trying to keep everybody in. So they, I mean, that's what everybody's doing. They're in that physical animal state where there's no dream in it. There's no destination. There's no future. No nothing. And they turn everything into trophies. And it's just disgusting because it's just the collecting of meaningless trinkets and trophies to compensate for failed milestones. I mean, that's what it is. And everybody, and we're all doing it. The collectors, people who collect, you know, flamingos or the hoarders or even these guys, American pickers, they go out and they pick through other people's crap that they've collected over the years and all these people don't want to get rid of it. I'm like, dude, things like 80 years old, get rid of it. (laughs) You know, just sitting there collecting dust. What the fuck kind of attachment do you have to a thing? I mean, that whole show, that whole picker show, the American pickers are on History Channel, is like a big tribute to people who can't let go. Right. They just can't. They cannot let go of some fucking sign because, hey, that's a trophy that I've collected. You know, I can't get rid of it because it's a trophy. It's a trinket. I'm honored by it. I'm, I feel honored to have it. And it's like, why? Because, well, somebody else wants it. So if somebody else wants it, it must be important to someone else. So therefore, I'm important to someone else. Instead of being important to yourself or being important to the one who matters, the one judge who matters is the one inside. 
and the one above. The one above judges you through the one inside. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and that's really you judge yourself at that point. You know, I have a, I have a horrible time of judging myself. Horrible time of it. I mean, I think I'm, I mean, when I look at myself emotionally and everything else, man, I'm like, and I was just telling my friend there, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm not the, after the dream walk and everything else, we started talking about, yeah, I guess I'm not the worst guy in the world. I guess I'm just the second worst guy in the world. <laughs> you know, you know, that kind of stuff. And, and, you know, I, I know that, you know, I, I'm a little screwed up and maybe a little bit um, um, argumentative or an asshole, so to speak, as people have called me before. I'm good. I'm okay with that. You know, it's just it's just me. It's just my it's just this is what I do and this is what I want is something real to come out of people. That's why I don't like doing paperwork, that's why I don't like talking about it. I want something real to come out of you. Something really from you. You create the world you live in, so create something. You know, go create the world. Go do it. And understand, anybody profiting from it is just a use of fraud. The reason you're having problems with it is because some of these people don't know. They don't understand. They only know, you got to give me money. you got to give me money. you got to give me money. That's all I know. That's all I see. This is all I want. I want all this debt. Well, here, I'm going to give you all my debt. I'm going to give you my use of fraud. Because that's all I generate is debt. All I generate is sin in your world. I'm the source of all sin you're monetizing. Therefore, you're the use of of me. Without me having sin, you don't have life. Ooh, look at that. You know, that's really what it is. You want all this debt? You want millions and millions and billions of dollars of debt? I mean, I find it funny that people are impressed by Trump having $10 billion. I mean, he just lives an illusion. It's an illusion that he has wealth. He really has $10 billion of debt. If we were to call the debt dude, Donald Trump would have nothing. He would be $10 billion broke. Mm-hmm. And he would be the one to suffer because he wouldn't be able to get He'd fight every second of it to keep a hold of it even if it meant salvation from everything. All these guys would. Okay. Every one of them would. They're not you think Donald Trump knows about that? They're, like, they're, they're idiots. I'd prefer to be an idiot than, than, than honorable, honorable in that world. <laughs> Idiota. They're, they're hoarding debt. How fucking asinine is that? And calling it wealth. It's just, What? I mean, to me, it's all fucked up. I don't understand. You know, and there's a lot of things that I just try to comprehend for myself, and that's what y'all get on there, because I'm still trying to make sense of it all. I can't make, I, I, this is the way I make sense of it. That it's just screwed up. Exactly. So like siphoning human potential. Well, I'll tell you one thing, boys. You give us a lot to think about. And you and you have a lot to offer too, and I appreciate that. And I, oh well, I, thank you. I mean, everybody you know, has I mean, a lot to offer because I get it all from you all. Well, you know, and I, I get everything from everybody's dreams, so I'm just a use of of everybody's dreams too. Right. You know, I'm I'm the ultimate use of of everybody else's dreams. I don't I don't do it for myself. I take your dreams and I go, hey, why don't we just do this? And I just kind of repurpose them back out and just go, hey, I need to see something more because right now the desire to do something in this world is waning for me. I don't really care about it. There's nothing about it that's any good. I think all of it should burn. I mean, some people have great ideas of what they want to do. Don't discount that, but 
the world they're going to put them into is just crap. So it's going to turn the ideas into crap. So it all has to burn away. And it, and it comes through the minds of the people it's going to happen to. It's going to be an Armageddon within the mind, within the soul, within the being of someone. And until they're, and it's going to consume many of them. They're not going to be able to handle it. But there are a lot of us that will. I mean, the Bible says, what, two-thirds of us? That means one-third are going to make it. You know, that's great. One-third of us are going to make it, maybe even more. You know, who says that two-thirds of us are going to die? Maybe only half of us, maybe none of us. Maybe we can avoid the whole damn thing and stop this planned thing they got going on, and we can put our own damn plan into place using the same principles we're using to enslave us. The very same damn system that they're using to enslave us, we can use to free us. Why? Because it's neutral. All it depends on is the energy input. That's it. There is nothing else. The energy input within the system is what you're going to get out. And right now, the energy input is what? Crap. So that's why we have crap coming out. And that's really where it comes in. It comes in each individual one of us doing what we can to heal ourselves and not worrying about the world without. That will take care of itself once we take care of the world within. Once you take care of the world within, it has no choice but to happen without. Because now your focus and your thoughts are focused and your desires are focused. And once your thoughts and your desires are focused, now you can begin to create. Because now you know what you're looking for. You know what your desire is to, to put out there. And this is why we're here. We're here to learn how to do this because... If we were to give, if we were to become gods, like like God, and be able to create universes, I don't want to see that chaos right now from the people out there in the universe. That's just that's just fucking insane. It's insane right here on this planet. And imagine if we allow that virus to go everywhere. With it. I mean, and it would just be nuts. And you'd have world upon world just exploding and billions of little creatures dying, and just because somebody had a little temper tantrum. You know, and I know this is the sandbox. This is where we grow up. This is where the kids grow up. It's like the star, you know, like those plants, like those little gases form, those gas clouds they have out there, the star breeding ground. This is the same thing here. This is the star breeding ground. We're all little plants. We're all nations. We're all stars. We're all beings. We're all entities that can create. We just don't remember how. We don't know how. You know, and this is why we're here to learn. And it all starts once you understand that there's a balancing mechanism between your feminine and masculine energies, and that the feminine is a nerd, is a the feminine is a driving force for the masculine because the masculine is a protector of the feminine. So the feminine nurtures the masculine, trust in it to surrender to it, and gives the masculine something to protect. Once it has something protecting, you go out there and do something about it. Now it can build a world to protect it, it, not only it's, it's that energy, but what results from the merger of the two, the children of that energy, the grandchildren, stuff like that. You know, what comes out of it. They create a world, the masculine will create a world to protect and allow that to become, allow that feminine energy to really become something very, very powerful and very, very satisfying to all parties. And it will just naturally start flowing out. Right now, the masculine energy seeks to hold down the feminine energy like it's some sort of trophy, like it's a, like they're holding on the mud with both hands. 
Have you ever tried to hold on a mud with a closed fist? What happens to it? You lose 90% of it out inside yeah, the fingers. You cannot hold the mask. The feminine energy is like mud. And you have to hold it with both hands wide open and let it be. And then once it once it begins to solidify, it becomes dry. It becomes land upon which a, which the the seeds can grow. And then the male take then the masculine takes over, and he'll build a world around that to not only protect it, but it would be more the um, a world uh, built around the beauty of it. And then that's what will emanate from, it, and that's what he'll want to see everywhere is that feminine beauty just come out in everything. A flower is very beautiful at the feminine energy. They carry the seeds of change within them. And the butterflies take the pollen with them and, and take, their, take their, their wings, and their wings have dust on them. And if you ever touch the wings of a butterfly, it can never fly again. That's why you don't touch them. You let them be. You never stroke the wings of a butterfly. It will never fly away. It will just die. It will die walking around and not living to be its purpose. So every feminine energy is that same way. It's a butterfly waiting to go, and it'll bring about the winds of change, and the masculine side just gives it the way to do so, the way to express itself so it can become what it's to be. That's why it's called Mother Nature. Father time and Mother Nature. Time just gives nature the time to do what it's to do. And look at the beauty that was created as a result of it. Why can we not see that from the people? Why do we have a hard time with it when it was done in nature, I mean, look at the look at the planet that was created by it, and look what happens when we do it when we're let free to have the masculine and feminine work its way. And the, the feminine energies of this planet are being wasted. That's what I mean. The hollowed out dreams because there's no home, there's no love in it. It's like all that's been tossed aside for the pleasures and the, and the physical pleasures and the animalistic pleasures and all that other wonderful crap. And we get rid of the real shit. And that's where I walk. I walk into the discarded dreams and remnants of what other people throw away, and it makes me very angry because they're not using the pro- they're not using the good stuff. They're throwing that shit away. The good shit being thrown away by everybody. Everybody's involved in it. Even I've been. I was involved in it too. My my youth. I did the same thing. I was out there. I womanized. I drank. I smoked. I did all that shit, and none of it ever filled the hole. It was only until I found this that it started. And as I speak from experience, I mean, I can relate to a lot of people based on the life I've lived. I mean, I've, you know, I've lived most of it alone. The last 20 years have been alone. And I had, you know, and God, God did me a favor. Like when I was 22 or something, he put me in, in an emotional exile. And doing so made me grow up and made me see what was going on. Because it's the only way a man gets, man can only, evolve, when he's in this condition, he has to get away from it all. So he can rediscover who he is, his own energy, his own self. And then he comes out and goes, oh, well, look what we have to do here. we got work to do. And I'm lucky. I got, I got, and God sent me another, another gift, another little lady to wake me up. So I got one that put me to sleep, or one that, one that, one that caused an, one that initiated an exile, and one that initiated a wake up. And it was, and it's been beautiful. And, and, it's been hard and it's been rough, but she's helped me through it, and I've helped. And now I help her by showing her her path. I take, I, I walked in her dream and saw her fears and her worries and her desire and all that stuff. So now she gets to walk that walk that path, and it's you know, her and her little friend. They're both one, and it was just amazing when I saw it. I was like, holy shit, this is just awesome. 
And during that time, I only talked to only one guy that whole day looked at me and talked to me. The rest of them would look at me and put their heads down and cover up as they walked by like they're ashamed. I saw people flashing signals and signs, like putting their fists on their shoulders and walking around with little okay symbols doing other stuff. I had people come out of, out of bars, and they would take napkins and cover up their rings. I'm like, what are you all hiding? I don't know what you're hiding. All I know is you're hiding something. It doesn't matter. It's not me who's going to judge you. It's the one you're hiding from. He just sees you through me. You're just hiding from him. You're hiding from the truth. If you have to hide what you're doing, then you're ashamed of it because, of, because in the light of the truth. That's really it. But one man talked to me. I'd come around the corner, and he was just sitting there, and he looked up, and he looked at me and said hello. And it was a guy named Jeff, an old painter guy, probably a little bit older than me. And uh, he was working at his son's store and helping his son out. His son had a second store, and the other guy was down way down the road. I don't know where it was, like a few miles down the road. But he was sitting there, and we had pulled I go in, I partake of his bench, and he said yes. And we sat down, and we talked, and we talked about old-school skateboarding and stuff like that. And we were laughing because the skaters of today are the usufruct of all the face plants of yesterday. From the little pebbles that come up and, and into the wheels of the skates as you're going along. Those, the old school skates, the, the metal wheels and the really solid rubber wheels were not forgiving. One rock and you're going forward and you're doing a face plant into this asphalt. That's where, all your, that's where your, invert, your vert ramps came from, guys. All the vert ramps and all the innovations in skateboarding came from a thousand face plants. <laughs> They're the use effect of a thousand face plants. I mean, it's just hilarious. We were just talking, and he invited me into his store, and I went in. It was full of nice little trinkets and stuff like that. But we went to the back room where his cave was, where he does all his computer work and everything else, and we're talking. And he was talking about his son and how his son has a family, and she's made her family proud and everything else. And I asked him, I go, what about his father? He goes, what? My father? I go, no, your son's father. And he looked at me really weird. And I go, you, are you proud of your son? Has your son made you proud? He's like, yeah. I go, have, he goes, he didn't understand the question. I go, have you given him a life better than the one you had? And he, he looked at me really, really shocked. Like nobody had ever asked him a question. He wanted to cry, but didn't. And at that point I got a phone call and had to leave and go on my journey. But, uh, I think I, all I can hope for is that man took that love back to his son. And it opened him up. And as soon as I said that, it opened him up, and he was starting to open up to me and everything else. But it wasn't my love to have. It was his family's love to have. I was just there to ignite it. That was my purpose in that store. But I was the only one that actually sat there and talked to me that whole day, other than a couple of people who called me on the phone when I was in the middle of everything. And, you know, it's funny. I was sitting there, I'm walking. And, you know, I'm just a walking, I'm just like telling, I'm just like telling my friend, I'm like, yeah, I'm just a walking dream, walking down the road, and all these people want salvation. They just kind of look at me like it's weird, and I sat down on this bench, and as soon as I sat down on the bench, bus number 777 just drives on by, and look at that, the bus redemption just keeps going around in a giant circle, but never stops, because nobody ever wants to get on. Nobody ever wants to pay the price. And all these people would watch it as it would go away, as it would come on by, and they would watch it go away, and they'd go back to doing the thing, and I'm like, Wow, look at this. Everybody's watching it. Nobody ever wants to get on. They're so ashamed of what they've done. And there's nothing to be ashamed of. You just have to face it. Own up to what you've done. Own up to what everything that you've done to everybody around you. Be truthful with yourself. 
you know, about everything. You know, you look at yourself and look at all the things that, have, that you've done in your life. I've done many things that are very bad. I'm not, when I look back on my life, I, there's not much for me to be proud of. You know, so I look, so now, since I know that there's not much to be proud of, I create a future of which I will. I will be proud of this future. Why? Because I send people out to change it. I put lights out there. I'm a light, so I send other lights out. And they become, all it takes is one. All I need is one out there, and I can change the world. And that's what I told this, this, this girl. I was like, all I need is one, and you're, the, you're one that she's searching for truth. She came to me like a child. She was asking questions. She, three years, three years, three years or so we've been talking. And she just keeps asking these questions, searching. I mean, she's really cute. She's, really, she's got this little childlike little innocence to her. I mean, I love her to death. I love her to death. And I just want to see her happy. And I just want desire for her to be happy. And she has a child from a previous marriage, and I love the child. I just love her. You know, pure, just, true, just love. That's all I have for her. And so I sent that out. And I send that light out into the world. And pray and have faith. I, I have love, faith, and, and was it love, faith, and whatever the other one is there. Hope, love, and faith. And that's what I have, that she will change it, that she will be one of the ones that when she walks through, that just being her will automatically ignite lights around her. Remember, let them remember what it was to truly love, what it was to truly feel, because they've all forgotten it. They're all stuck in this empty wasteland of forgotten dreams. And, you know, that's all I can hope for. You know, so that's, what I hope, that's what I hope this website does, is take little take people and just go, here, man, go be a light over there. It's not, it's not that you're getting all this right. You just have to get it and then go live it. Go break it part of your being. That's what I say. Just understand that the use of fruct, understand your position, understand how it works or how it operates, and look at it. I mean, really look at it and really play with it. Just look at it and play with it in your mind and think about your relationships with your wives and your husbands and your brothers and your sisters and your mothers and daughters and your grandmothers and your grandfathers and the grandchildren and the grandmothers and the guy down the road, the, the dude at the supermarket, all that stuff. It's all useful. It's how we're going to do this. It's how we're going to change it. And it's going to be changed one heart at a time. And it's going to be a process because we got ourselves into this process one heart at a time. The corruption of one heart at a time. So now we're going to uncorrupt it by uncorrupting one heart at a time. And the beauty thing about light versus the dark is dark has to take thousands of years to make their plans work. The light just has to mobilize. And that's it. It has to ignite. Once it's ignit, the light can't stop. The light can't stop can't help from breaking the dark. Can't help it. It's its nature. The dark cannot help but run away from the light. That's its nature. And together they both create a usufruct that teaches you the truth. So you don't judge. You can get back to being in the garden so you can live light. So you no longer judge. You've already known darkness. Now you know light. Now you just want to live. You give up both. You give up the judgment of everything and you just want to live and you want to be you want to be the light that was put into you by the creator by by nature by the universe and by being that light you too can be one of the stars above on earth and now you can illuminate everything and it all will change as soon as that energy starts changing and 
that's the whole. I I I, I mean, I come out and all the stuff on the website, all the laws and everything else, just because that's where I started. But you know, I like these little philosophical stuff. You know, I like talking this level, and that's why I like doing these talk shows because this level comes out in the talk show when I start talking. When I start talking about it, it comes out to this level of where we start talking beyond the law, beyond the legal stuff, beyond the banks, beyond all that shit that's causing chaos. Because it's all shit. It's all someone else's dreams and bullshit. And everybody's living it, even by even by arguing against it or doing something to stop it. You're just giving it life. That's why I have to laugh when people protest. How do you protest for peace? In order for protest for peace, war must exist. It must. You cannot protest for something. You cannot protest against something. The very thing you're protesting against or for must exist in order to give you something to protest for or against. And it must. And then with the, with the women, with the women um, activating themselves and getting out of the lunacy, they can make the real decisions that matter, not secondary decisions that make them secondary citizens. A secondary decision is... is uh, I, I, I read it in that Luna, Lunacy, Luna Goddess book. Lunacy to Luna Goddess. Very good book, by the way. Um, and, it's, it's all about, and, and it's all about women and understanding that they don't operate under the solar cycle. They understand the moon cycle. They have 13 cycles to go through. And they can chart it, and they can measure when they're ovulating, when they're expelling, when they're emotional, when they're this. And they can, they can gain control of their body so they can choose certain things, like pregnancy. They can choose that so they no longer fear it from an, act, from an act they do or an act they engage in as part of their natural being. They know when to get into it. They control those biological urges, control those emotional impulses, and now nobody can feed on them and activate them and, and say, okay, I want this now, and boom, automatically, because she's no longer that open. She's in control of herself. Once you come in control of yourself, you control the universe. Control the light within, control light without. So it's uh, from lunacy to luna goddess. It's on, a, I think it's a, it's a Kindle book. It's a Nook book. N-O-O-K. I, I forget who does Nook. But it's a Nook book, and there's another place you can get the, the hard copy. I recommend they get the hard copy because there's like a little chart in there that you do to give yourself some, some idea of where you stand. And then, it, and then there's another one. I think there's another little guidebook to it that gives you a, a lunar chart. Or I think there's even an app for it where you can start charting, you know, when you're ovulating and all that other stuff. That way your secondary decision isn't pro-life or pro-choice. That's a secondary decision. That's a reaction. That's a bullshit decision. The decision is, did I, can, can I, you know, to get pregnant. Now it's no longer an accident or a fear. You no longer have to worry about it. No longer become a burden on you. Now you control when it happens because you know when it happens. You know when you're ovulating. You know when that, when that window is where I can get pregnant going, okay, if I want to get pregnant, I'll have sex during this time. If I don't, we won't. And you control those urges. And you can learn to control yourself. And this is the problem. Is people haven't learned how to control themselves so they don't take responsibility for anything without they're like, oh, I was doing this for thousands of years. Yeah, but when does it stop? You know, we've been out of control for a thousand years, so let's just keep going out of control. Fuck that. We're, d we're done. It's still the same thing. You learn the cycles of self. You still have emotions. You still have, you still have the ups and the downs and certain things. But, you know, when you're past your childbearing years, you're supposed to have all this knowledge. 
And that's where the old elders come from. They're supposed to be the ones that lead the next generation of women. So the, the generations of women are now screwed up, and then they read, then they then they put themselves, as, as long as the woman is, is a lunatic, then the children will also be lunatic. Now, they're not crones. But, you know, it's, it's all about self-control. And same thing with, with doing the mushrooms and all the other shit. It's just, like, like my friend said, it's just a kickstart. It's a kickstart so you can gain, start gaining control of yourself. So you start raising your own, your own kind of kundalinis and stuff like that. And you can make me, I almost had, I had my first real, almost real one with the universe the other day. You know, on that, that Sunday afterwards. You know, it was really awesome. I felt the swirl of the energy as it boiled up and I felt it and it was just swirling and I could feel it actually moving around in a circle and comes up and it just comes up in and it opens up the solar plex and it heals the heart and it comes up and it shot through the head and a little bit went through the crown but most of it went out to the world and it, and it, it affected everybody it needed to affect. And it was like 40 years of crap that I got rid of. And it was, and it, since then I've been a little bit more calm. I mean, probably not notice it here, but I do, I do have a little bit more calmness in me, and and and, and understanding that there's more focus now, and it's just beautiful the way I, the way everything is starting to play out and starting to come in, and you start learning how, and you start feeling it, and oh, this is just feeling, and the universe will talk to you, like it does with me, it does with me all the time. It's just now it, I feel a little bit calmer internally so I can process a little bit better and in time I'll learn I'll do the, the yogas, the kundalini yogas and the breathings and all that other stuff to gain real control over self and that's what it's really about so you can put yourself back together and once you put yourself back together now you can be the light to help that, that allows everybody else to do it and once you hit critical mass Boom! And it hits like a light, like a bomb of light, and I call it light babies. I throw light babies out there all over the world. That's what I call them. I call them light babies because they can't be tar babies. We have enough tar babies. There's enough shit everywhere. Everybody's stuck to it. So we put a light baby out. Now a light baby is one of those things that when people hit it, either they go seek the light for further instruction, or they get get in, or they go insane trying to fight it because resistance is futile. With any tar, either the tar baby or the light baby, resistance is futile. It's irrelevant. If, if you're going to touch the tar baby, you try and resist. You try and resist by pulling yourself away. It's futile. You've already stuck to it. So the light baby is exactly the same way. It's just repurposed energy. You just send it on a different purpose. And this is what I this is what I strive to do. I like to send little lights out and see what happens. It's, it's, I don't know what else to do in my life. I mean, it, it seems to be the only way I'm happy. So I hope that when I do it, I hope you guys, everybody who listens to this stuff, understand that this is what I'm putting into it. I don't care about the laws and shit. I use that for illustration purposes. You know, I, I figure everybody's coming here for this for an example of what the law is, so it should be the same thing. You know, the same thing in the law should be the same thing in your spirituality. It should mix. It should be reflected because that's how I found the law. I found the law because it's a reflection of the, of the, of the philosophy and the spirituality behind it. And I find it, you know, I use movies and I use cartoons. I love cartoons. Still do. I, I love them. Love cartoons. Awesome. 
you know, so much they can tell you in a cartoon that they can't tell you in other movies. And then movies tell you certain things that you don't see in cartoons. I mean, it's just phenomenal what they actually do, what they're telling you and all this stuff. You just have to be open to it. And I'm still beginning to believe a lot of these conspiracy things, you know, you got your Illuminati's and your other shit are all PSYOP operations designed to get you to reject all that stuff so you don't even look into it. You, you fight it before you even think about it. And it was like that day I was walking on the beach. Oh, this is another story. I love this one. I think this one is just hilarious. I'm walking along the beach Saturday, and you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just having fun, just, just loving life, and I'm just kind of strolling along, probably walking about a, you know, really, really slow, and I'm just following this path of the ATV cart that came before me hours before, and I'm following it, and as I look down the way, there's three girls sunbathing. And I'm getting closer, and they all stand up at the same time, and they all start popping and preening like they're going to expect something, like some drama is coming their way. And I'm watching them, and they're putting on their suntan oil, and they're doing their thing, they're fixing their hair and their tops and all the other stuff, and I'm just watching them. It took me about 15 minutes to get there. It felt like 15. I don't know how long it was, but it was just hilarious. And I'm just watching these girls and watching them, and I'm like, look at that. They're looking for drama. They're waiting for drama to come, and here he comes. And here he comes, and all of a sudden, the seagull, first one, flies by. Just does a little turnaround. It comes and comes and la- comes and la- you know, comes and hovers over him. And then all of a sudden, more. As I get closer, there's more and more of them. And I'm like looking at them, like ah, they smell like burnt popcorn in the sun. And I walk by, and all these seagulls are attacking these girls, and it was just hilarious. And I'm like ah, you almost y'all y'all you almost smell like popcorn cooking in the sun. And as I, I just kept walking, and all the seagulls just kept bombarding them, and it was the drama they wanted. All that drama was coming their way, and they're like, and I only can hear as I leave, like, he's right, he's right, just get him off of me. <laughs> it was just hilarious. And I just kept walking, and I'm like, yep, that's what you wanted. You wanted the drama. You've got the drama. And it was, just, it was just the funniest thing, and I just enjoyed the shit out of it. I was like, yes, perfect. I also saw another version of me with family. And I was like, ah, a dream realized, so now I no longer have that hole inside of me. I no longer have that binding, that, that binding anchor down that I've always had that I thought I had to give it up. But what I saw was another me. It looked just like me, too. It was like the time I, like in the, like in the, in the Dabbing of the Tribes video, I had that big, big goatee beard thingy. That was exactly what it looked like, me and a big goatee beard thingy with a, with a child and daughter. I was like, look at that. A dream of ours realized. No longer do I want. And I kept walking. And, you know, just watch what's going on. And then when I came off the beach, it was in between something that was being renovated and something that was being constructed. I was like, look at that. We're leaving one old shit away, and we're building all new, a whole new thing. A whole new path is being built. And as I emerged from there, there was a cell phone tower, and the one whose dream it was intended for called at that moment in time. You couldn't have asked for a more perfect, a perfect phone call. It's like as I was emerging, I had to cross over the little bumblebees and their little flowers, and I had to make make do with it, and I stepped over them and didn't disrupt the bumblebees and their activities. I was like, thank you guys for giving me a path, and walked through and had to traverse, and I had this magic shoes and all the other wonderful stuff that goes along with it of what I was doing. And I was walking with her, and that's why I told her. She told me about something her friend dreamed about, and I told her, and I was like, look, you're going to be walking the path of the mango frog. And I explained it to her as I was going along. And then she had to go. 
And then another voice in the ether called out, and I answered that phone and had a little conversation there. And that's when the bus of redemption came by, and I was looking at that. Everybody's looking at it, but nobody wants to get on. And it just keeps driving around in circles. It never stops. Nobody ever, nobody ever says, hey, let me on. It just keeps going. They don't want to face truth. Nobody wants to face the truth that they're all part of the problem. So if they're part of the problem, they can be part of the solution. And that is the ultimate truth. Well, they gave us a lot to think about. Yeah. It gives me a lot to think about. Actually, I don't think. I just kind of live it. It just all comes out when it happens. But yeah, that was, I mean, that was a very great day. I went back to my old uh, delivery place, Jodo's, and said hello to Alex, who has a nice, beautiful baby girl, about a year old. He's lost a lot of weight because of it. And I was like, you better lose a lot of weight because your life is over because you're chasing that, and that's a whole new set of problems. <laughs> you know, I said hello to Fernando, and his son is going into the Navy as a nuclear technician. I almost went in the Navy as a nuclear technician, but putting me inside a tin can under the water I don't think is a good idea. I never, I never thought of that as a good idea, so I declined that offer when I had it. You know, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it was just amazing just to, just to open up to the universe that way and to see what the truth is, and it's just all, and you see it that, that this is everything. That day, you know, it's just, it's just all of it is just, you know, needs to change, because it's all just junk. It's all crap. Mean, you know, the collecting of meaningless trophies and trinkets to compensate for failed milestones. And it is. And it's just amazing. And you see the people are just walking along, zombified, and building things and doing things, not knowing why they're doing it. They're doing it because someone told them to do it or because those before them did it. So they're going to do, do it themselves. And I'm like, hmm, this is probably how they build all those damn pyramids. Nobody knew what they were doing. Just someone started it one day, and everybody said, hey, that looks like a good idea, and we're just going to build these things without rhyme or reason or whatever. We're building someone else's dreams. Why we're doing it, we don't know, because everybody else is doing it. And because we don't want to think. And I think that's, and I feel that's really the problem. People don't want to think or put the effort forth. It's like too tough. And that's why, you know, people fail. Because some things, you know, their freedoms or their, or their abilities or their liberties or whatever you want to call it themselves, it's too tough. Yes, you can convince there's no option and you believe the bullshit. There's always an option. Everywhere, there's always an option. But that was a beautiful day. Awesome day. Loved it. Started off nice. Started off a little cloudy and cold, but that was because I was looking at fears of other of, of the dream. And then as I got through it, it all lightened up and brightened up, and it was beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful day that day. I loved it. Boris, any new any new developments with anybody? I know you like to have a lot of people. Hold on, I'm getting feedback here. I know you like to have a lot of people go out there and try things, but mm-hmm. what, whatever happened to like Jimmy, Jim Heaven, and, and uh, Lisa? Well, Jimmy's—they're all dealing with their own stuff, their own way. You know, um, we we put something out, and it all—it all depends on what energy you're putting into it too. 
a lot yep. of people put in this, oh, I'm just going to do it to do it thing, see what this does, see what that does. Well, that's really not an intent. That's just seeing, that's just trying something. You know, it's me, me trying to try sweet potatoes. Okay, I'll try it. Doesn't mean I'm going to like I'm not going to put any intent to enjoying it. I'm just going to try it. Eh, this looks good. We'll just kind of throw that in the mouth and see what happens. There's no, there's no meaning behind some of the stuff people do. And without intent and meaning and purpose, whatever you do will fail. If you're just doing it because you think it'll work and you're throwing spaghetti at a wall to try and get something to work, then it's really not going to be, then it's really not going to work. You can't be doing it. You can't be doing it. It doesn't do anything. It just sticks to a wall, or it doesn't. But what's the purpose and intent? Was the purpose and intent to shove spaghetti at the wall to see if it would stick? I mean, what is the intent behind your actions or what's driving? What's the desire of the motivation behind what you're doing? And is it, is it something for self or is it for everybody but self? And I'm going to tell you something. If you do this for everybody but self, your results will come a lot better. Let me let me tell you a quick story. Recently, mm-hmm. you know, um, with my my mother-in-law, and my father-in-law, my my wife used the credit cards up. You know, we maxed them out, and then we didn't pay them. But anyways, um, you know, so of, of course they get an execution. Well, what I did is kind of going through the Batman stuff years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I went I went down to the courthouse. So as soon as they you know, they already had the executions in place, but now it was a supplementary uh, process. So that now it's like, yeah, we want the money. How are you going to pay us? So what happened was is I went down there as a friend of the court, and as soon as, as soon as they called the name, I got up there and I said, yeah, I'm here for that matter. And they said, state your name. And then, you know, I, it, you know, I went for the Batman thing. But what I did is I went in there as a friend of the court, as a witness, and I said, and I told them that at that point, I was, I was also using that they were committing a crime, uh, a misprison of felony in Title 18. Mm-hmm. And I told them that they, you know, that these, uh, this lawyer was practicing law without a license and, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, lo and behold, you know, the, the judge says, well, I can't talk to you because you're not a party to this. I said, well, I'm here as a friend of the court as a witness. He says, well, I still can't talk to you, blah, blah, blah. And uh, lo and behold, it, it went away. I mean, we got a letter saying that, you know, that, that the, the uh, law firm, Filed a voluntarily dismissal. Yeah. And then I got a, that doesn't go away because what happened was, is then I got another letter from another law firm and then I just put on it, I just like wrote all over the letter, like Title 18, you know, US, 18 USC 4, blah, 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 blah. It seems to go away. But the point is, is if you, if you know what you're going in there for and what, what, you know, like I went in there to, to protect my, my in laws. I went in there and made something happen, and I wasn't even part of the case. And the judge told me that I can't talk in court because I wasn't I wasn't the defendant. You know, so I mean, like if you go in there and you and, and you and you have courage, that things will happen. You yeah. can't make. I mean, I, I did I did it for my mother-in-law and my father-in-law. Yeah, you just have to have faith. You just have to have faith in what's going on. Faith in what you're doing. A lot of people don't even have faith. You know, they, they they kind of approach it like, oh, this doesn't, you know, let's see if this works because the other thing, and then they get depressing with it, and it's like, dude, that ain't faith. That's not even hope. That's like, you know, you feel like you're at your wit's end, and this is what you're doing. I'm like, dude, I mean, if, if Edison approached, approached the light bulb, as of this people approached the court, we would probably be still sitting with candlelight. 
Because he failed so many times, but then he discovered the one way to do it. And all you need is one, one light. All you need is one way. But in order to do it, you got You have to be willing to fail. And if you're not willing to fail, then you're not willing. Then you're not. Then you're not prepared to succeed. If you go through it a couple times, you'll get comfortable with it. I mean, like when even with my credit card things, you know, they locked me up. They actually, you know, <laughs> brought me downstairs, locked me up. They wanted me to sign the financial papers. I'm like, I'm not signing them. I said, mm-hmm. you know, unless, I, and they kept me down there for like an hour, and then they brought me upstairs, and I said, I'm still not signing it. And then I said, there's only one way I'll sign it, because if I could sign it under threat, duress, and coercion, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she let me do it, and, and then it, it was funny how it went away. And the other thing, too, is, is after I, I, I looked at it, this was years ago, but anyways, I, I went in and looked at my file. That judge had a green piece of paper. She was going to send me up for mental health. But she never signed it. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know. When I was first in, in doing the Batman, you know, the four corners, they removed two signed orders off the floor of the court. They said, "Oh, I guess we don't need these today." And it was, it was just amazing. I was like, "Huh?" And, and that was that's what started the whole discuss, the whole thing about why. Why is this working? Why is this happening? Why is it doing this? Why is it doing that? You know, and, right. and, and no matter what anybody tried to explain to me, nobody could ever explain to me why it was doing something. Not even bats. He couldn't explain why. Exactly. He tried. He, he tried. He tried to explain, and, and it's just you know, I, I just couldn't. I just had to go through my way. I had to go the scenic route. You know, I had to see it. I had to see it all unfold. And, and of course, you know, I made mistake, and you know, I made mistake, and. Yeah. Go in there and I do something stupid and I get in trouble and I had to spend some time in jail and do all the other kind of shit and you know I didn't really I, you know I kind of got away from it but at the same time I learned quite a bit of what's going on so that's why I can see this stuff but bad stuff man is still the cornerstone of it all <laughs> that's the four corners it is the four one, corners I remember one time I was in there and you know I get up there and you know they call the name and I I I, I, I approached the bench, actually approached the bar. I didn't even go past it. And he, I said, I'm here for that matter. You know, I did the four corners. You know, right. there's a mistake. And, the, and the, it, was a, it was a black judge. And he said, he said, bailiff, arrest him. You know, so what they did is the, 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 uh, the court officer come over, you know, put me in handcuffs. And I, I looked at the judge. I said, judge, what are you doing? You don't even know who I am. So what they did is they took me down the lockup, right? Mm-hmm. They, you know, uh, now all of a sudden, what's your name? I says, you know, I said, you know, I wouldn't give my name. Okay, John Doe. Okay. But what happened was, is he says, take your boots off. I, I took one boot off, and then all of a sudden, the the court officer came down, and he said, put your boots back on. You're going back upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> you know I, mean? I have one boot. You know, so they play games with you is what they do. They, oh, yeah. they, they do. They, they play all these games, and it's all past, and it's all bullshit. Yeah. It, it, it's it's psychological games that they play. I mean, really, I mean, really, this is what we've been reduced to as a people, that we play these fucking games with each other's lives? I mean, why can't, when, what the hell is wrong with, with, with everything that's going on? Why the hell are we playing these games? What's the purpose behind them? Why, why the fuck are you guys doing and what what kills me too is you're right. It's the court system's a big game. The freaking judge knows what the, all these debt uh, co- the, the debt collectors are doing. They're yeah. freaking 
It's a prize quote. And they keep telling me stuff I can do, and it's like, well, how about you go close that damn account and go fucking pay these people if they have an actual proof of claim so I can get out of here. Exactly. That's what, that's what it all boils down to. It's as simple as that. You know, I mean, I mean you, know, you guys are running. I mean, these are your accounts you're administrating. Administrate the fucking thing. You're the usufructory of it to keep yourselves honest. Right. That's why they did it. That's why it's written the way it is. They're the administrators and usufructory, so they can keep. So they kept. They're the kept honest. But they're not. But now they go in and start playing games and see if you're going to argue or fight or do whatever else you're going to do and. You don't fight, and they, they, they just want to play with you and do it. And it's like, whatever, sure. man. Sure. You know, you guys, you guys are fucking insane. You think, and then they have the nerve to call me nuts. I mean, they believe this bullshit, and they call me nuts? You know, it's just, it's just hilarious. When, when you get into it, it's just... Here's an incident. I was, the last time I was arrested, I was held 10 days in solitary. I slept, through, so I slept through about four of those days. I mean, completely just slept. I mean, it was like the best sleep I've ever had. I mean, I had to go to jail to get a good night's sleep. That's hilarious, right? It's like, it's like, listen, it's like watching my cousin Vinny, where Joe Pesci had to go to jail to get a night's rest. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was sleeping, and, and they, would, they would not, they didn't like that at all, that I wasn't answering or anything else. So they put me in suicide watch, and they put a little plastic gown on you and put me in this room that's really cold, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So they're sitting yeah. there. This is the this is the intelligence. This is the mentality they got. You're suicidal, supposedly suicidal. Yet they throw you a sandwich in the room that's wrapped in a plastic bag, a plastic wrap. And I look there and I go, really? You're going to give someone who's supposedly suicidal a plastic wrap? And I went right back to bed. That to me is just the most asinine thing you can do because I was suicidal. I could just put it over my head and go back put it over my face and just go right to sleep forever. Exactly. And nobody would ever know. Swallow it and choke on it. Yeah, swallow it. I'm like, that's just fucking retarded. I mean, but that's the, that's the mentality level. They thought they actually thought I was on something called spice, which I'm not really sure what spice is. From my understanding, it's that fake marijuana that makes people insane. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's what you believe. That's a psychiatrist. He believes I was on spice because... I don't know, he likes poking at me, and I like, I like making fun of his pokes. He tried to call me a Superman one day, and I said, no, I'm just a man. I'd be more like Batman. <laughs> and, um, and he just kind of made fun of me, and then one day we actually sat down and had a talk, and he was like, Maybe, you know, what are you doing? You know, you're the one, you're the one who sits here and asks does these stupid things. You know, it's just, it's just all retarded. This is well, stupid. It's just to give all these people who, who don't... None of the people in the legal system actually do anything to construct a society, I believe. Do nothing for it. They do no. nothing but tear it down. They impose their will and do this under force of arms and everything else. So that's where the whole thing of the question of uh, what facts do you have that these laws apply to me or do you wish to declare war against me today? Mm-hmm. That's where that came up. And, uh, I mean, that would be like one of those last, you know, one of those questions after you do everything else and they just keep going, well, in fact, do you have these laws apply to me? Or do you just wish to declare war today? Now they're putting a bind. Because now they either have to put up or shut up. Because if they go to war, they're an enemy of peace because all they have is force. So once they go to force, they're an automatic enemy of peace because the greatest enemies of peace are what? Force and wrong. 
And if you can't show me where the facts are, then you really have no rights, which means your force is wrong, which means you're an enemy of peace. Therefore, you're in violation of the UN Charter that puts you all into your positions of power and authority by virtue of the 1945 agreement, where all the public offices are UN offices now, because all it is is one giant trust, and they're the trustees. So now they're enforced, they're, they're, they're actually enforced in occupation of the, of the position they're holding as an adverse claimant, as a trustee of a property interest of which you have a right to come and collect and utilize, and you're telling them to settle the account, they're refusing to do so. So, they're not on, so now you're just a POW, you're a prisoner of war, and you're being injured by these people because they're not honoring the agreement for the forced pledge. Seems to me would be pretty cut and dry. I'm operating under a contract. What are you operating under? You're operating under a contract too, right? Well, my contract is the United the, the, the state is used to fruckery an administrator of it. Your contract entitles you to payment, so go take it to the state for payment. Because I'm operating under the contract that created everything. I'm just using the damn thing. You're the ones who put all these other weird little things on it and say that this this has to be and that has to be. Well, where the fuck is it written on this contract that I was given at birth? Right. This, part, anything. this is just someone else's bullshit that they fucking registered. Right. And I'm just it's using it. As time goes on, it, and it seems like things are getting simpler as far as what we need to say and do in the court yeah. system. You don't yeah, have to remember a lot of things. More, I mean, that the three questions are the best, I think. Yeah. And then the more the more I discuss this with people, I mean, I don't really, I just let it, I just start talking about it. And the more I talk about it, the more refined it gets, and the more understanding I get from it. It's like when my when I'm when I'm giving out the words and I'm doing all this stuff, it's like it just it just it just keeps coming and keeps coming and keeps coming. And finally, you get rid of all the bullshit associated with it. You get down to the fundamental truth of it all. And it only comes when you start discussing it, when you start verbalizing it. And, you know, you can, you, that's why I do these talks. That's why I like doing these talks every now and then because it gets all the verbalization out and you can start talking it with people. And that's why I, I open the floor up to all these discussions and everybody's unmuted and all the other good stuff. I don't really care who joins in the discussion. I'll talk to anybody. You know, I've been alone for 20 years, man. I, I, I think I need to talk to people now. You know, I kind of enjoy some of you all. Well, you have a lot I mean, to I mean, offer. I may yell and everything else, but I really enjoy you all. I enjoy everybody who's come on these shows. I, I really, really enjoy everybody. And it's just sometimes I get very frustrated because it's my frustration from not being able to teach you what I see and how I and, and what it is I see and looking, you know, seeing how easy it really is because there, because there's a lot of confusions involved and I kind of I kind of don't like blaming. But the the little patriot groups and everything else that came before me, I think, were there to disrupt all of this shit. So people can't think properly. They can't come to a really reasonable conclusion because I hear a lot of stuff. You know, and and the the best one is I, I think is is I love him. I love him to death because he gave us he gave you all that thirty three word little thing you've got. But Kirk Collinbeck, I love him to death. <laughs> the fucking afterbirth thing makes me laugh my ass off. And he thinks he's enslaved by an afterbirth when the afterbirth is actually the expulsion of something the mother doesn't need anymore from the birth. It's not part of the son. It's not part of the child. It was part of the mother. But to say that everybody's enslaved by it is just hilarious. And then, you know, you got the things coming out of it, man. 
and I love it. I love these people. I love everybody who sells their information and doesn't, you know, and who doesn't use it. And all that other wonderful stuff. All the people over at Angela Starks calls and all these wonderful people. And you know, they all have good information. I've taken from each one of them. Every one of them I've, I've taken from. You know, they like Rod Class. Rod Class bought me Pee Wee Cole. Wasn't for him, I wouldn't have known about it. Yeah. Cole's phenomenal. Explains everything. You know, the crucial fact is that the government has intervened and took possession and operated control. Right. Oh, there's your birth certificate. The crucial fact is the government intervened, took possession and operated control of that interest. Therefore, it's entitled to the benefits and subject to the liabilities unless they can get you into an alternative agreement. Boom. So, why would I want an alternative agreement? I kind of like that arrangement. I get to use everything. You get all the you, you get all the problems, all the headaches. Hey, I love it. You know, I get to use God's world. You get all the headaches. Fine by me. You know, it means I don't have to take care of that, all that other crap. I just have to be. I just have to produce. I just have to do. I have to be who I'm supposed to be, and that's all my job is. My my duty. I'm not even a job. It's a duty. It's my duty to every one of you to be who I'm supposed to be. It's my duty to God. It's my duty to this planet. And when I'm done where I'm currently at now, I'll move on to my next duty because I have other things I must do with my time here. I've got a, I've got a girl that I've got to meet up when she's 25, and I've got to create you know, something that she's got to get when she turns 25 so she can continue on her path. And I believe we went over that in the forums. It's a little indigo girl, and she's on her yep. She's on her own journey. She's going to take the little scenic route. She's going to take a slight scenic detour before we meet up again. You know, and I, I meet all these people, and, and I don't hold on, and it's hard to do. It's really, really hard to do is to love to let go, to love someone with all your heart only to watch them let go, only to watch yourself let go and let them be the flower, the butterfly they're supposed to be. You know, everybody starts off caterpillar, goes into the cocoon, comes out a butterfly, and we're all awesome. It's beautiful. And we go pollinate the earth and spread the pollen everywhere and the dust from our wings into the air. And then we initiate the wings of change with every flap we make. And it's beautiful. It's very poetic and it's very awesome. And it's, it just flows and you just watch it as it all, incur, all, all unfolds in front of you. And that's all I do. I just watch it. That's why that walking in the dream song came because you're just watching it unfold in front of you just in awe of what it's created by everybody's interaction together. And at the same time going, God, it could be so much more if we just change the input level, raise the input level from survival and animalistic and got to take over and dominate to one of, oh, let's let go and love and, and your heart put into it and you create from it. You know, and, you, and, you set, and you set everything into motion and then you just walk in the aftermath of it. You walk in the dream. You walk in what was created as a result of your interactions with all of these people. And you don't really do anything. I mean, the greatest thing of all is you're not, I'm not really doing anything. You all are doing it. You know? That's really what the beauty of it is. is like the, the, the greatest way to do something is, is let people, make people think you haven't done anything at all. I haven't done anything mm-hmm. at all. You all do it. If it wasn't for you all, man, I, I would just be sitting here talking in the ether. Speaking of speaking about doing things, mm-hmm. Morris, is, is it is it important to get your UC ones and UC threes and, and you know your, yeah, your I mean, authenticated? I know yeah, it's a crutch, but is it important to do it? Um, I haven't done it yet, and 
I want to, I, I, you know, it's just that I'm on, I don't have enough time to do it in the day, but I, I think that it should be done as well. I mean, we've got some new ones. We, we, we've worked on some new ones. And I guess if you go type in Pinellas, County of, you'll pull one up here that we've done um, so you can see how we're doing them. And then you do a UCC3 to put all your properties on there for the assignments and all the other good stuff like that. We'll have all that will be up there. But I usually use the UCCs to uh, teach. It's like a classroom. It's like a book where everybody can download it. Right. I mean, I, I think it, I think it's the, the important no, part about uh, Hold on. UCC no, one. Hold on. Yep. But surely the UCC ones and threes that we're doing are not private because they're coming from the trust itself. So the grantor of the living trust is actually the one engaging in the UCC. So it's going to be a public, I believe. If I'm not mistaken, let me make sure. Right. Now no, the oh, old no, they UCC, are UCC five. Never mind. They are non-UCC five. My mistake. And I apologize about that. So they are done that way, and the debtor is a transutility. So. Now the ones that you guys did. We're doing it because because we're creating that public trust. So you got that's going to be your interface. So I mean, it shows up as private and public and appears commingling, but really none of it's commingling because it's all commingled anyway. And the only reason we do do the public trust is so you can operate within yourself through your own equity within the law. So there's really no difference between equity and law. There's no there's no separation between them because you're, you're going to have to merge them eventually. So you merge the equity with the law to consolidate the accounts. And if you keep them separated, like, like, they're, like they're independent, then you don't see how they function together. And it's really that's what we're doing, because you've got the ecclesiastical, which is the whole. Inside the ecclesiastical, you have the Jewish law, which is the executions. You have the Islam law, which is going to be the enforcers for those who reject the gift. Then you've got the Christianity law, which is the living trust part of it, wherein you accept the gift of Christ and you surrender the use of Christ so the execution of the contract can afford that everybody gets what they want. And it all mixes in together as the common law comes in and then the equity keeps it all together. And now you have the glue of everything through the intent of purpose and being that unites the whole of the law back into one. And once you get the whole of the law flowing and united back into one, you have, com you have completed it. You have fulfilled the law. Therefore, you have secured the prophets for all these people who wish to have their false prophets in this false world. Because really what you're doing is you're allowing your spirit to populate that wooden, that, that ingrained vessel without becoming it. So you, you allow your spirit to become part of that vessel, that name, to animate that false engraven image within the world of the heathen so they can have their world of hedonism and they can be the heathens and they can go worship these corporations and they can kind of kind of do their thing as they as they do not wish to be this way but they want to be their way so fine give them the world they want give them everything they want I'll do this and through that image through that graven image, I will bring them the life of God. They'll see it as something else. I don't care how they see it. It's irrelevant. All that matters is what it is. And all it is is you're working as a spirit through that entity to animate it, just like I'm a spirit animating this body entity. It's the same thing. Because I'm just a spirit in it. No, you're not merging the legal and equitable tie within the same trust. You're, you're, you're giving them legal and equitable title and, and, step, and quote, separate trusts, but the same party who has the trust has both titles now. Now they, have a way to, now they have a way to keep them separate, yet put them together. So they have two containers. It's the 
masculine and feminine. It's the dream and the desire. It's the two containers. Legal and equitable title are just two containers. When they merge together out there, they, they explode into joyful love, and it creates a consolidation, and it allows everything to be extinguished. Thus, all the debt is gone, all the sin is gone, and there's nothing but the meaning behind it. They're two separate containers. That's why you don't want them to be mixed. Because if that mm-hmm. happens in the mind, and that's just your imagination, right. then you've already got the benefit from the imagination. But the legal and equitable titles are like the dream and the desire of the two, of the two containers, like the Yokar mentions. And you let them out in the world, and they come together, and they form, they boom, they come together exactly like you intended to extinguish the debt and return that property to you so you can have use of God's property while Caesar has his property. And now everybody is happy, everybody is sated, and everybody is whole. And that's really what you're after, the whole of the law to make it all one, to unify it back into one. Right now we're so busy separating it and defining it and consolidating it and putting it in the compartments and doing this and that. You've got to take it out of those compartments and go, hey, you two belong together, but not in my mind, but in reality, in creation. So merging of legal and equitable is taking two containers and merging it back into one. And it, boom, it extinguishes the debt, releases the sin, and frees the debtor from any further obligation. And thus returns the property to its proper state of being able to be used without encumbrances. So the debt is, so the burden is now light. It's gone. It's light. The burden is light. And now the measurement of the, both the time and the wave that is associated with the light are basically the same. Now the point becomes a point within the wave, and you get enough points, so when you have the whole wave of consciousness running through it. That's what a sine wave is. It's like consciousness. The cosine wave is the other side of the consciousness. Together they form a DNA strand. So once you get both sides of the consciousness working in unison, you create DNA or you create life. And that's what this is about. It's about the wave going out and the wave coming back. Because for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So you send your wave out, and it comes back, and all you're really doing is looking at the results of what happens when they merge in your world. So you're always on the ass end of the photon of thought, so you can see the results. And then you're always on the, on the front end of thought, because that's where the thought occurs. It's from you, and it goes out. Again, it has to come back and reflect back to you so you can see it. It's like a stop sign. Stop signs every color but red. Why? Because I see the red. Everything else disappeared. Interesting. So, but as, as far as the UCC goes, what, what's the difference for us between, you know, the one that you have, you know, on your website, the mortgage, you know, where it was just. He put his name, and then, of course, a secure body uh, is the, uh, the hospital. Yeah. And because then, you know, you put his name. We're, we're setting this up for the living child. We, I'm, we're still not sure what happened with that one. We haven't been able to get it to repeat. We haven't been able to do it. We've tried entering in the court cases. We've tried getting new attorneys to do it. We tried saying, we don't know what they did or anything about it. We know nothing. All we know is it worked. And we're, well, trying to, we're trying to really explain it. I mean, that's what everything is there on that website. It's like, what's going on here with this? And that's where everything else led me. All this other stuff, all this whole new world came coming in. Well, maybe one slipped through and then they were going to let that happen again. Yeah, I maybe. Don't I don't know. I, I, I it, really don't know. It slipped through. And they yeah. probably despised the guy. But my point was, what's the difference between 
that way that he did it and the way that you guys did it. In other words, like you, oh, okay. you, well, you, you make the Secretary of State. To, all right, that's why I say go to FloridaUCC.com and do a search for a debtor called Pinellas, County of. Okay. And when you look at it, you'll see the difference. Okay. You know, and, and what we're doing is we're doing two debtors, which is the, the executive office of the United States government because they took everything, and the Treasury because they offered to pay for everything. That's the contract. You know, and then we use the right. county of is because that's going to be the one that's going to administrate it. Okay. I mean, that, that's really how we broke it down. And then you have the trustee of the trust doing this, and mm-hmm. he puts it in there for the trust, and then... We add on parties, or we got to add on parties, you know. Yes. I mean, it's really, it's just, it's just another part of what we're doing. When we're, when we're actually done with everything, we'll get it going. Right now, we're, we're doing the trust, and we're getting those done. My buddy's already got his, okay. and he's gotten it approved, and he's got the bank card, you know, the card from the bank, and he's got all that set up. And now there's just a couple more IRS forms we do to get them to turn it on. And okay. it's all in, it's all in, uh, in Title One. He told me everything is in Title One. You want to know how to do this? Go start reading Title One. Really? Yeah, everything is in there on how to how to get them, how to force them to to return that estate. Because they'll dick around with you if you don't show something where they're forced to do it. Now, don't do an affidavit of life. You can do it. We do a DBA in the name, the revocation of election. Affidavit of life really isn't necessary because you know anybody who's looking at you knows you're living. <laughs> it's just retarded. Um, you can do an. You can, I mean, you're not abandoning your property. So, I mean, you can probably do an affidavit of non-abandonment if you wish. Right. You know, and that's why you're there. You're not abandoning this interest. You know, and you're not abandoning that, that interest. And that's what we're all having problems with is enforcement. You know, sometimes we get hit, sometimes we get missed, and all depends on. Yeah. You know, if the judge beat his wife last night or something. You know? <laughs> exactly. You know, if he got pissed off. You know, maybe he, maybe he didn't. You know. Maybe the wife didn't put out or whatever. I don't know. Maybe right. the husband didn't put out or maybe, you know, somebody <clears throat> got pissed off. You know, maybe one of the children got pissed off. And you can take it out of someone else. So, right. you know. Now, now, as far as the authenticated birth certificate, that's that's important to have. Well, the authenticated birth record is really just uh, evidence of their duty and obligation. And you're the holder in due course of it. So when you go in there, you're a holder in due course of their duty and obligation. Their duty and obligation, because of the contract under seal, then their job is to take care of that. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I have to send away. I, you know, I'm in Massachusetts, but I was born in Maryland. My dad was in the service down there, so I'm a, I'm a, a Navy okay. baby. But anyways, I have to send away um, to get one. Do they, when I send away, and I think they only give certificates of live birth. They don't give birth certificates. That's all right. You just, you know, I mean, same thing, right? some people do. It depends on your state. Some states give them away and some, pay, some states don't. Florida right. gives too. Florida has, Florida has a certificate of live birth and a certification of birth. And I called I called up one day after I talked to uh, to Vital Statistics for like the 100th time asking them questions. And, they answered them. I called. I immediately start calling the attorney general. I go, hey man, I've been over here vital statistics, and they flat out told me that y'all don't register and record people. But I found in the law where this birth certificate, this certificate of live birth, is authorized by law to record. But I don't see anything in law about the certification of birth. Why does it look like a tombstone? 
And I said, why does it have writing on it like I see on a tombstone? It's in all capital letters, and it looks like a tombstone. Are you telling me I'm dead? Or is this like some, some something else? And, uh, you know, they never answered. So I'm, I'm going to call them back one day and let's, let's see what they say. So, yeah, you're giving, giving about two years, so or about a year. So I figured, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm giving you all a year to think about it. You know, I'm coming back for an answer. What do you got for me? You know, and the reason, and the birth certificates themselves are a simple private trust until you express it. That's why we do that. That's why we come in and express the terms. So you express it, and now, now it takes it out of the public and makes it private, so to speak. But it's really just removing it from the jurisdiction so you can put it back in, because the only way out is to get back in. So you, put, you take it out and redeposit for a special purpose, and that's how you get out of the system, really. Okay. Because what I was going to do is I'm, I'm going to send away for a certificate of live birth. But when I send away, Boris, do I, do I actually ask the uh, uh, vital statistics, can they authenticate it, or do I get it, and then they no, send it back to us? No, you go to your state and find out how it's done. Or you call okay, them, so I'll authenticate this thing, and they'll probably say, go to the Secretary of State, and go get them to do it. And then you go, okay. And then, you know, we do it for China or for Taiwan, but I heard right. someone do it for the Holy See. I was like, oh, yeah, we'll do it for that one. Do it for the Holy See. So what I'm getting at is, is when I get it back, do I go to, do I have to send it to the Secretary of State in Maryland, or, or can I do it on my own? No, you do it whoever issued it. Why would the Secretary of State of, who were, of, of another state is a certified document of another? Okay, so I send it back to Maryland and say I want to authenticate it for Taiwan or the Holy See and yeah. ask them what, what those with the, uh, the the fee is probably eight dollars something like that. Yeah, that's all. And, and then when I get that back, then I send that to the secretary, you know, uh, to carry. Uh, um, holder in due course is, is a generic term. It's not really public nor private commercial. Just holder in due course of something. Okay. You know, it's just how you're going to use it. Okay. You know, it's actually just because you're holding it. It's, it's like having the original, but really, all it is you're holding in due course of a promise to pay by someone. And if you understand the, the credit system, that once you have a promise to pay, it can be used to offset any debt. Because that's the nature of the credit system. I mean, it's a, uh, let me pull it up here. So basically, I'm getting that thing authenticated twice from the state, from the, from the uh, you know, from Maryland, and then from, Washington D.C. The Secretary of State. Yes. Okay. So, is there going to be two two seals on it? Is that what happens? Yeah. So there's going to be two. They're going to put the seal from Maryland or whoever seals it. Yep. Okay. And then okay. you're going to get one from the Secretary of State okay. of the United States. It'll be United States of America now. But see, here here's the thing about about the credit system. Um, it is not necessary for a creditor to acquire credit for a debtor to require credits from the same person to whom he's a debtor. We are both all buyers and sellers, so that we are all at the same time both debtors and creditors to each other. And by the wonderfully efficient machinery of the banks to which we sell our credits, which has thus become clearinghouses of commerce, the debts and credits of the whole community are centralized and set off against each other. In practice, therefore, any good credit will pay a debt. So what do they give you? They give you full faith and credit on this promise to pay. Okay, well, that appears to me that's something I can use then to go, hey, use that to set off that debt because it's all part of everybody's debt anyway. I have one share in it. Use this share to go ahead and do it. I have one share of credit to go with one share of debt. 
So any debt that comes along, that credit should set it off because it's good and valuable credit. And that's the promise. That's the promise that we were given. So if you're not going to deliver on the promise, then you obviously are full of shit. And therefore, Satan, you lose again. You, you claim to be God, but you're not God because you didn't fulfill on your promise. Mm. All right, simple. If that's the case, I still don't have a debt to service because I'm not Satan's. I'm God's. I don't belong to Satan. Satan's just there to test you. He's the angel of light, there to test every, every... He's there to test you to make sure you're worthy of God's faith. Just like Job. Job was tested by Satan because he didn't include his daughters in the inheritance. And God said it was for both men and women. Man and woman. And Job said, no, my daughters will not have it. And Satan said, he says he's righteous God, but I don't believe him because he disincludes your... He, dis, he, follow, he, he says he's righteous, but he, he disavows your law of giving the, the inheritance to the son, to the daughters, because that's what his traditions say, that only the son can inherit lands. And God goes, okay, go ahead and taste them. I, I can test them. I can guarantee you he ain't going to turn his back on you. He'll learn his lesson, and he'll repent and come back to me. And that's what, that's what the whole book of Job is about. Mm-hmm. And then what did he do? He came back in the end, and he realized the errors of his way, and finally gave the king, gave over the, the gave inheritance to the daughters, and he got his ten, ten children back, you know, right. seven sons and three daughters, along with all his lands and everything else. Right, he got tenfold. And that's exactly what the whole feminine and then masculine energy is about. Is we've given so much to the masculine side of everything that we've forgotten about the feminine that that also inherits the earth. That's also a part of the earth. It's a part of us. So if we only include one side, we're turning our back on ourselves. So that's why we can't. That's why we must embrace that that, that feminine energy and understand that it's that it. Oh, breathes out and breathes life into it so the masculine has something to protect. Because without something to protect, why bother? What is there? What are we, meaningless? Just run around through life, just ramp, ranting around randomly having sex with strangers and just doing this and calling it love? Is that what we're really, we're really about now? I mean, are we no good than dogs and cats and all these animals? I mean, hell, even they know where they fit in the world. We're so lost, we don't even know where we fit in the world. The animals on the earth know where they fit. You know, we're not. I mean, right now we're not even about. We're not even at that point of animals. We don't have no idea where we fit in this world. So that's what it's all about: the reunification of everything back into one, so we can all get out of it. So we can all come out of it as one, one people following one light, based on one one philosophy, one saying, and be it Christ, be it Muhammad, be it Buddha, whatever. I call it the dark crystal because it's the same thing. What was sundered in it? Well, when single shines a triple sun, what was sundered in undone shall behold the two made one by gelfling hand or else by none. Same thing as saying when the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are united in the one, he will know the truth and he will be able to get out of this moment. And he has to do it by his own hand to fix his own self, to, to restore himself. And it's the same thing in Buddha to get out of the nothingness and the, the whole idea of impermanence because we're so separated. We're, we just live in death and recycle and decay and we all reincarnate. 
but we already incarnate because we haven't learned our lessons of where we fit yet. That's why you're reincarnating. You have to go through all that shit to figure out where you fit. Mm-hmm. And that's that's why I brought it. That's why Dark Crystal is. It, I just picked that up. I mean, I just remember that from the childhood. And I've never read the Bible. I, I only. I mean, I never really have. Now I never have read the damn Bible, man. It's fucking hilarious. But yet I know what's in it. I can find what I need in it. I, I almost know where to look at times. It's, 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 it's scary. But I know what's in that book. I've never read it. I've never read it from cover to cover. I have no idea what, it, what everything is in there, you know, word for word, like some of these Bible thumpers. You know, but yet I know what's in that book. And I know that book is what? That book is a basic instructions for building a lasting empire. One within, no army can defeat. One without, no ignorant mass can withstand it. You know, and that's what they've built. And they built a system based on that same principle. So if you if you can gain, you know, not be ignorant, then no army can destroy you. No army of these people, of the public, so to speak, all these people in charge. And I still believe the people in charge are corrupted, just like we all are. We're all corrupted. So therefore, your system appears to be corrupted and appears to be evil when it's just the people operating it. It's like a driver behind a vehicle. That's all it is. What driver are you going to put behind a vehicle? You put a drunk driver behind a vehicle, the vehicle becomes a weapon. You put a guy who knows what to do with it, it becomes a tool. Put someone else in it, it becomes a luxury cruise. It all depends on who you put the driver's seat. And right now, the people in the driver's seat appear to be corrupted and want to keep everything for themselves because they don't want anyone else to have it. And then again, the people out here don't appear to be wanting to stop them. They keep on clamoring for their God for the earthly king to rule them with an iron fist and to enslave themselves and their children and make them into charioteers and confectionaries and all kinds of other shit like one, like 1 Samuel 8. And in that day when they cry out and say no more, God will not hear them because they have made their choice. And most of the people have made the choice to live in the synagogue of Satan instead of with the house of the Lord. I can't stop them. They made their, they made their choices. They know who they are. You know, but to sit there and force everybody, this is fucking insane. So, I, I sit here and speak out in the ether, hoping people listen. You have some, uh, I can't believe the knowledge that you have. I mean, you say that you don't read the Bible, but you know it yeah. pretty well. Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff. Know. I read, I, I kind of know it, you know, there's, you know, I was talking to some guy about quantum mechanics. I've never studied quantum mechanics, but, you know, it's it's one of those things, you know, you put the thought out there and it makes this makes this electron do something, it makes another one, and it's all this stuff. It's just like, okay, it's all the same stuff. It's a butterfly effect. And it's all usufruct. Everything is usufruct because it's all interrelated. It's a masculine and feminine energy exchange. And it happens on a duality level. One gets one, the other one gets the other. It's a, it's a desire and a dream, both of them. And it's just a thought. And it, it all produces one thought. A desire in the brain produces one thought. So you have one thought that goes out, and you're done. So the more, the less scattered you can make that one thought, the better off you're going to be. <laughs> you're a wealth of information. Nah, I'm an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, that's a moron, man. I'm an idiot. 
There may be a lot of information, but it's all bullshit. I'm so full of shit, my eyes are brown. I think I'm losing my hair for each time. Each little bit of shit I get rid of out of myself, I lose a hair. So I'm, I'm slowly I'm losing my hair, so I'm slowly getting rid of all my bullshit, but my eyes are still brown, so it ain't that bad. I'm still full of shit. Yeah, but some of the stuff that you come up, I don't know how you rattle all this stuff off your head, too. I mean, me neither. I don't know how no, you do it. I have no clue. Yeah, I keep searching for that answer myself. I was like, why the hell do I know all this shit? I was like, why do I know it? I mean, how come it sits in there? And it's just, whatever. I just, I just tune into it. Like I said, I just tune into a frequency. You know, your body's crystal. You tune into a frequency, you're going to get a radio yeah. station. Listen, who cares where it's coming from? Just keep, just keep, you know, giving us the information. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know anything. No, I, I have no clue what I know. The only thing I, I understand is one damn word. Everything else comes out of that. Yeah. That's it. I, 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 I boiled it down to one word. I figured if i got to know anything in this world, I'll know one word. That way I don't have to confuse myself. Exactly. You know? But it, 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 most of the stuff that we've done and that we get trapped in, it's mm-hmm. really simple. Like, you know, like you always go back. I mean, give Boris, I mean, you know, give Batman the credit. Oh, as I far do. as I getting us started, right? Without, without, without Batman, I would not be here. I would be. I would have been done, either locked up or, and, yep. and they would have injected me with the drugs. And either way, I would have died. Because I remember the night before I went in there, um, that day to do the four corners, I made the amends. I mean, I, I made amends that I was coming out dead. I was going to be changed. I was done. The Boris was done. The Boris I knew was gone. The new Boris was going to emerge. Whatever that was, it was. It was. But the old Boris was gone. I mean, I mean, I, I remember I, uh, I wrote a letter to my mom. That was tough, you know, saying sorry for a bunch of stuff. There was a lot of crying that night. Going, she was in, yeah. she was in Denmark. She was in Denmark. She would have never have known until she got back for two months. You know, she's got animals here, and I had to make that arrangement with my buddy to have him call my brother if I didn't, if I didn't contact him that next day. And he had no idea. None of my friends knew what I was going on. You know, none of them did. Nobody had any clue. I, I, I mean, except maybe one she was doing all the notary stuff but I never told anybody anything I didn't say anything I didn't make anybody worried about nothing yeah. you know I didn't want them to worry I wanted them to go on with their life be, go on with your life and I'll just be alright I'll just go about my new path here and you can just go And you know I, I maintained no connections for that reason you know, for a long time even with friends man. I mean it was just I would come and go and I would stop over at his house once a, once a week or something and see him and we would watch uh, Deadliest Catch hang out, have a beer or so, that kind of stuff. Uh, you don't endorse the back of anything. You, you just write it on a separate sheet of paper because the endorsement can always be written on a separate sheet of paper and considered part of the original. So in other words, just what you want to do is just write on a piece of paper? Yeah, just do your assignment on a piece of paper or endorsement. All oh, you need is a piece of paper with a signature on it. And then that's just give that to them. That's what yeah, that's what I, that's what I thought about giving to the the, the Mass Department of Revenue. Yeah, that's you what I wanted to give them. Give them that with a couple feet, couple signatures on a piece of paper, and, and just say, say here, oh, here's one black, here's one black and one blue. Right. And why? Because you know you're you're, you're sick of the school of hard knocks, so you learn by black and blue. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I don't know what else reason to do it. You know, all I know is the. <laughs> Has, there, has anybody ever tried that? What's that? Has anybody ever tried that way? Just just sending anybody in? 
I actually had one guy who wrote me, and he got his license plates and stuff by doing that. He wrote them up and accepted it and wrote up a little letter saying, hey, I accept this, and without money, I'm giving this over to you. Here's my indemnity receipt. Here's a couple of, here's a couple of little sheets of paper with my signature on it, man. Can I get my license plate now? They gave it to him, and I was like, huh. And you can do it any way you want, any way you want to sign it. We, we, everybody's asked me that, and it's like first dash middle, last, you know, first dash middle, house of last. You can do it that way. You can do last, comma, first middle, any way you want to do it. I just usually write a big old squiggly. You know, that's my signature. It's just a big squiggly. Big B. That's all it is. It's a big B and it's a squiggly. It's just like a doctor wrote it. Nobody can make any discernment out of it. I can always deny it later. Go, yeah, that's not my signature. That's not really a signature. It's a squiggly. That's what I call it. Squiggly. It's not a signature. It's a squiggly. So... Going in before bat, before that four corner was one of the most trying nights of my life. I mean, it was horrible. And it was it was horrible. It was a lot a lot of uh, dealing with thine self, making amends. Well, that's that, that going to be the worst feeling, you know, in the world. I mean, I was facing 10 years, you know. I mean, granted, I did I screwed up and got brought five on myself for not appearing once, but now it's my own fuck up, you know. But you're facing ten years, you know. And it's either it's either mental health that you're gonna they're gonna inject the shit out of you. And ask Mark about that and out of episode ten, you know. Um, or you're going in there and you're going into jail. And I don't think I would have fared well in jail. I'm not a I'm not a violent guy, not, uh, but you never know what you're until you're pitched until you're uh, pushed against that wall. So right, right. You know, and all that stuff. So, you know, it's it's uh, it was a it was a hell of a time. It was a hell of a time that night. But you know, I, I you know I made it through. Luckily with Batman. You know, like I guess Batman Batman wasn't here. I don't know what I would have done. Hell, if Mark wasn't here, Mark was actually the one who put the damn talk sheet together where Batman showed up. It wasn't for Mark. Me and Mark meeting all those years ago on a Yahoo group, man. He, he was like the first one who ever responded to me. I was reaching out to Yahoo groups and. Mark in episode ten was the first one that ever responded to me, and me and him have been friends ever since. And he's from Minnesota, and he come, he came down here, and it was good, man. I love seeing Mark. I love him. He's a good guy. And uh, we, you know, we met, we met at Winston Shrubs Orlando seminar. Along, and there was a couple of people I, I started hanging out with here that were also there that I didn't know that day, but they were here. You know, I mean, they were there. They lived down here. But if it wasn't for Mark. I would never have found Batman. And if it wasn't for, you know, all that stuff, you know, Batman mm-hmm. came along and I started talking to Bats and I love Bats and I love Bats to death. You know, I, I only hope that he finally got out of his garage, got out of his little private bat cave and started exploring the world a little bit and forgave himself for some things. You know, because he, he had a couple issues they had to deal with internally. And I, I can all for that, you know, he did it and he got out mm-hmm. and started to live his life a little bit instead of being, you know, stuck in that little drinking prison of his where he's always drunk every night and all that other stuff. <laughs> you know, I, I do. I, I love the man. Uh, and, you know, I have mo- uh, nothing but respect for him for what he did, for how he's, you know, he's how he what how he is. Um, and I miss him. I really do. Listen, I I owe him too because he. he... He helped me out in a lot of circumstances with my courts, with my court cases. 
I mean, I still I mean, remember. If it wasn't for the four corners. Yeah. I still remember the lady in uh, Scotland. I don't know if you yeah. all remember those. Yeah, I don't yeah know that's what I was talking about. Yeah. The lady in Scotland who, who went to a coma or something, and she woke up, and she's in the middle of a child custody battle. And me and Bats were helping her out. And she ended up uh, not only getting the child back, but the people that took the child were branded, were admonished on the floor of the court and had to do a public apology to her. Amazing. And, I mean, that was the most beautiful thing ever that we de- that I was part of that. I don't know if I really had much to do with it. I think it was more bats than me. But, I mean, it was beautiful that we could help someone all the way across the world like that just by, you know, what we were talking about. And she listened and she did what she had to do. And, you know, and it was just beautiful. I mean, we we saved that little family, you know, because it was going to be torn apart because people just were like, you know, we're just greedy about it. You know, we're assholes about it. It's like, dude, you know, you're tearing apart a fucking family for what? So you can get fucking paid ten thousand dollars for each child you give. So what? You can turn it over to a bunch of pedophiles later on? Who the fuck are these people, man? You know what the fuck is going on? Why? I mean, it's just disgusting that they're turning this around and saying, oh, we have zero tolerance for human and child trafficking, but then you turn around and show them the truth and they don't want to do nothing about it. It's like, who the fuck are these assholes? And I brought that up to the, to the, to the Attorney General, too, because she's uh, right there on Pam Bondi on her website, zero tolerance for human and child trafficking. So I started asking her, and I go, look, guys, you got, you got this child. And you, what, I mean, all these people are, you know, from Human and Child uh, Protection or whatever, CPS, whatever you want to call them, come to a door, and they're using the information found within your records to come and tear apart that family for profit. And then they hand that child over to who knows who the fuck it is. What the hell gives them that right? Why are you allowing this? Isn't that human and child trafficking once they get it for profit? And at that point, nobody answered me. I go, I go, it's just fucking disgusting. I go, how can you sit there and have zero tolerance for it on your website, but tolerate and, re- and, and but then let it happen under your nose and participate in it? Because they're getting the paid for it. You know, who the hell are you people? I go, what the hell is going on here? I go, what do I got to do? Do I got to like go to the fathers groups and get them on it? And I mean, what do I got to do? And then nobody wants to listen. You know, you do tell them the truth of it, and they go off, and they get, like, this cognitive dissonance, like they can't believe the government is doing this or that and this. And it's like, no, it's not the government. It's the people behind it who are fucked. The system itself was perfect. It created a method by which you could live your life in duty to your creator in keeping with his, with his, with his law. So his law is you do it all for the glory of God. So it's just, boom, it's just a tool to do something. Right, it's just a tool. It's just like a hammer. I, I can use a hammer, but I'm not going to be as good at it with someone else, and someone else can use that same hammer to kill someone. It's just a tool. It's not evil or mean. It's how it's used. And right now it's used to oppress people because you have fucking sadistic fucks in charge. And I don't know how it got this way or what the hell happened. I think it's more upon apathy of the people and they're just unwillingness to, to, to just go, well, it's up there. It's not going to harm you. It's, man, it harms everybody, man. You let it go once. Then you let it go again. Then you let it go again. And all of a sudden now, it just gets a world war. And then nobody wants to stand in the way because, oh, my God, they'll, they'll kill you. 
And I told everybody, I was like, really, they're going to kill me? And I go, well, that I mean, that's great. Because if I make it out, I'm free. If I'm dead, I'm free. Either way, I'm free. Mm-hmm. What do I got to lose? My freedom. If I don't do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the way I look at it. My, my buddies were like, you know, you're going to get killed. You're going to get killed. You're going to get killed. I go, man, if I die, you'll know why. You'll know I was telling the truth. And then you can follow in those footsteps. I don't really care. I'm not looking to be a martyr. I just want to fucking live the truth, man. I got sick of living lies. I did enough of it back in my youth. I did enough of it. You know, I lived the lie. I I, I, I lived all the things. You know, name the sin. I fucking did it. You know, except for the really disgusting shit. I never got into the children, nothing like that. None are never that extreme. But, you know, lived the sin. I did it. I did all the sin. You know, and I lived it, and I was it. I was the embodiment of it. Now I'm an embodiment of something else. I'm an embodiment of another dream. And this is where I walk my path, and, and it's really, really hard in this world because there's so many temptations to stray off of it. So many little shiny spoons to go, here, over here, here, over here, all that stuff. You know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is what I do now. I have figured that this is the way I repent for my what I've done in the past. So hopefully, you know, when like, 30 years fucking it up, 30 years fixing it up so you can live in the end. And that's really how I look at it. So spent the first 30 fucking it up, and now I'm spending the next 30 fixing it up. And maybe one day I'll be able to live with myself. Let me ask you another question. What do you, what do you, what is your prediction on the Jubilee for the shift? I think, well, you got the you got the end. You got till right around October. They may close it, but whoever whoever is elected president is irrelevant. They're going to oversee liquidation because mm-hmm. all the debts come and do. And if we don't and if we don't set this up where we can prevent being sinners, um, then you're going to be considered sinners again. Now, do we need to do anything to get ready for this, or you know, I mean, like? No, that's what we're doing. That's, that's the whole purpose of all this is so we can have the trust in place. And I think what we're doing, the reason it's taking us so long, is not only we're getting our private trust set up, but we're also creating a portal by which everybody else can come out through her, come out through it. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to learn all this stuff. They don't have to learn all of it. They just have to learn the basics. You know, and once you learn, once the basics are done, we can create this this wonderful little portal so we can get as many out as possible who want to go, and they just have to understand how to how to operate it and how to live it. They don't have to know all the nuances and everything else that we're all teaching that um, that me and a couple of other, uh, others are teaching. We're not doing it, but we're creating something for everyone, and that's why it's taken so long. That's why it's, it's taken this time. But you know, we got the people in place. We got all the all the necessary. You know the 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 people who understand, and and when I go, I go up to see you know, go up to Oregon there to go see someone, and it's going to be phenomenal when I get to talk to them face to face because there's a bishop up there that that my buddy knows that talks to. I mean, must talk directly to God because that dude he says just phenomenal. I mean, just phenomenal when he you know, when he needs help, he goes talk to him, and his buddy pulls in the pre and the little bishop dude pulls out his book. And he turns to the page, he goes, yeah, I talked to God there, that's what he said. And he said, oh, I talked to God there, that's what he said. Um, 
I guess he was doing hands on someone over last week or so. And my buddy said that the guy's hands actually turn red with energy. Right. Like glowed. I was like, wow, I want to see that. I want to be that. I want to be near that because it's just phenomenal that that, that energy just transferring. And uh, and this guy, uh, my buddy also was dreaming of a piece of land in Colorado and someone else gave him a listing for it a week later. Someone else about another week later, gave him a drawing of it. They had in a dream, and his bishop buddy went down, and, and he goes, he told the bishop, he goes, oh, yeah, God told me to go down and check out that place. I was down there cycling in it last week. Nobody knew he had talked about it. Nobody knew he had thought about it. And these are all the things that are coming. And it's just phenomenal. It's fucking awesome. And we're just creating it as we go along. You know, I mean, it, we don't really know what we're doing. He knows he has an idea of where he's going. I just, you know, he, I know the philosophy in this, in this side of it, and he converts it into the law. So he knows that side, he converts it into trust and everything else that we're doing. So he converts what I talk about. We speak the same language, but we don't speak the same words. And I love talking with him because it's like that. I mean, he's a very beautiful man, him and his, both his wife and him. And they're one of the two. They're they're the only they're the only couple I've met along the way that actually are both in tune to each other and both understand the complementation of each other. And they're they're the only ones that don't see that don't argue with each other. I mean, it's great. They're both involved in it. And their daughter is going to be phenomenal. And she's learning. She's only 14. And when she grows up, and this is all. I mean, she's going to be awesome. She's going to be a leader of men. She's going to be a leader of the world. She's going to be one of them. I can't wait for those times. Remember, right now, it's just a journey. One foot in front of the other one. Mm-hmm. Just like the Revenge of the Nerds. So, but anyway, I have to go. The dog has to go out. He's been driving me nuts for the last 15 minutes. Okay, well, so we're going to play one song, and I'm going to call it quits. Another one here. Yes, yes, yes. Do another one. Hopefully, I can pull it up. Yes, here we go. All right, guys, it's been a pleasure. Yep. Likewise. We're gonna we're gonna close out with this song, and then I'm gonna call it a night.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.